You are listening to a Stick Boy We Talk production in association with the Fresh Take Network. This is your wrestling podcast. Welcome to a Stick Boy production with in association with We Talk Podcast and affiliated with the Fresh Take Network. I am Joshua Adam William Arbuthnot. I am here with the ultimate babyface, Mr. Joel Johnson. How's it going? The ultimate crown prince of charisma, Martin. That's that's perfect. I, I like that. Adam Diesel Power. Yo. And the Senator, and you are listening to your wrestling podcast, Year in Review 2022. Well, this year, gents, it's, uh, it was a very quiet year in wrestling. There was huh. no stories really breaking this year. No groundbreaking stuff happened. There wasn't a big story collapsing the other story every other day. Just a really quiet year this year, Joel. Oh yeah, like what we've been doing these since what 2014, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. And this is probably the most quiet year in professional wrestling. There's never, never been any sort of noise, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is probably the busiest year ever. Uh we had the the Sasha and Naomi situation. We had Vince McMahon retiring. We had uh uh melee backstage with CM Punk and the Elite um there's probably other stuff that i'm just totally forgetting those are three of the bigger stories that stand out to me uh the mjf leaving television and what was a work and what wasn't a work how about Uh, cody cody Rhodes going to wwe stone cold steve austin returning to the ring uh you're forgetting you're forgetting a very important one too william regal and nobody remember yeah. what was happening with regal so regal's contract <laughs> yeah um ratings up and down tony khan on ariel's podcast and that whole week of back and forth of people bashing ariel for the tony khan interview um yeah it's uh and i'm sure there's other stuff that i'm forgetting so adam and senator and martin and joel if you remember anything before we get going Oh, and locally here, the rise of Dungeon Wrestling, which is now has a champion, Nick Aldis. And oh, by the way, the NWA went to fucking shit. So there was that as well. Now that I think about Nick Aldis. So there was that as well. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, did, did Tony buy Ring of Honor this year? Tony buy, I think he did. After I can't year. remember if it was last year. I think it was last year. Was it last year? Was it this year? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was this year and the ridiculous rollout to what they want to do for their tv yeah uh gc gcw just being a shit show all year like yeah (laughs) having a timer on the computer uh koda bushi and new japan oh yeah yeah Yeah. and he wore a bushi shirt on tv last night he did so yeah no there's been there's been 
No, this might be the most boring year of wrestling. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I'm with you uh, on that. All right. Well, we will get started here. Uh, we will start with the best on the microphone. I think this will be a clean sweep this year. Uh, this is the first year that it's – this started off as just being me and Joel. Then Martin joined the fray. Now I would love to have Adam and uh, the senator on the panel here. So, the senator, I'm going to let you lead us off for the best on the microphone. Okay, so this one here was kind of a toss-up for me. Um, I know a lot of people were going with MJF because of what he does. But I'm I'm going to go with Sammy Zayn. Okay. Because <laughs> if I got to look at all the stuff that he got over, and if you look at what he's able to do with his character, you have to put him up there. It was supposed to be a one month storyline. This is mm-hmm. this might go all the way to WrestleMania. So it should. <laughs> yeah, give me give me Sammy Zayn for this one. Adam. That's a really good pick. Um mm-hmm. I I I think I bucked the trend on a lot of these categories, but this is one I'm not going to. And I think it has to be MJF. Yeah. Uh, every time every time he gets the mic in his hands. He owns the whole arena and everyone is just there being tossed and turned by his words. So he's fantastic. I'm going to save as the, as the host, if I can talk least less, I'm going to in this. So I'll let some of the guys talk more. If the categories kind of go in the same way, I'll go with MJF as well. Uh, Martin. Uh, Yeah. MJF. Uh, Ironically, I don't think he's got a really strong promo since he's been the champion. I don't think his promo. Ricky Starks out doing them. Well, he got out promoed by Ricky Starks. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, Starks is an excellent promo, but still, some of the stuff he did this year was crazy good, and I can't go away from him. I agree totally with. uh, I just want to say one quick thing because on top of on top of uh, you saying Ricky Starks out promoed him, I looked at that promo again with him and William Regal this past week and the crowd turned on Regal and he was still able to get the crowd back. Like that was some crowd work that Regal did on that one where I was like, Oh, he may have just subtly out promoted him on this this one. Like, yeah, well said Joel. Uh, it's, It's Max. I mean, if you go through the year, uh, the promo battle with punk, uh, his promo after the whole debacle with uh, him and Wardlow, the one in LA, was just stand out. Like, if you had to pick one promo to be the promo of the year, that promo in LA would have absolutely been my pick. Uh, and he he's had great promos. It's since he's gotten the title that made it a little bit more of a coin toss between him and Sammy because it that the last little bit you could kind of go back and forth, but when you look at the body of work over the whole year, it's got to be Max, and Max is my pick. I do I gotta like give, Senator I got to give picking. a little love, just, just Josh, just going to jump in and say, I got to give a little love to Dash, you know, uh, yeah. from FDR, you know, I mean, Harwood had an incredible, Dax Harwood, sorry, I think I say Dash, Cash, getting it all confused. Dax and but Cash. Dash, yeah. And maybe back to Dash he, soon. We've shown us up. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he had some great promos. Jericho, I think, is in that category. Jericho had a really good year uh, at, at promos. I, I 
give it a senator for i'm glad sammy had i mean roman at times had one of his best promo years this year but he was really carried by sammy this year at times i actually thought underrated mike work this year was probably brock's best year as a promo in a since ufc brock's best wwe year as a promo i'd say brock had bobby who he had some stuff with roman it was probably the most entertained i've been with brock and the mic was this year Brock becoming kind of hillbilly Brock. Yeah. It's work. I feel like it's rejuvenated him and it's kind of given him a bit more life. And there's a little bit more fluidity with Brock. Oh, and Swerve. I got to give honor mention to Swerve. Swerve definitely gets an honorable mention. I think for Brock, once again, it's just allowing the individual to be themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to everybody there are certain people that just give them the cliff notes let them go out and for brock brock knows i don't need to do too much talking but when i do talk i'm just gonna be the saskatchewan boy that he is at this current moment so <laughs> all right let's go to announcer of the year and i'm gonna be selfish since i am the one announcer here uh i'll go first on this one um i'm going with a guy that didn't even get a full year uh, this was a really close one for me this year. Runner-up to Excalibur, who I think some people will pick as their best because the, the, the stuff that guy has to do is someone that's in that chair. It is admirable how well he did. Michael Cole, I thought, stepped up so much more and felt so much more free on the mic when Hunter was in his ear. But to me, the, the, uh, the announcer of the year is Pat McAfee. Just consistently entertaining when he's on there, he gets the talent over in ways that makes me care about them more. The way that he, you know, showcases off Tanakh and everything that he does. I love everything that McAfee does. It's a shame that we lost him for the final four months here. And now the college football is ending. I wonder what's going to happen with Barrett. Cause I thought Barrett's been okay on SmackDown. So we'll have to see what happens there, but I'm going to go with McAfee. Joel. Uh, I'm going to go. I think McAfee was two, but those four months I do think, kind of take him out of it for me i'm i'm going with excalibur because he's been in that chair all year and like you said he has so much to oh, run God. through he has so much information next week on dynamite we have this this, this, this and then on, Rampage, <laughs> and then on the roh paper oh my god he he and but he does it so well like, yeah like he's he's gotten to the point where he can do it he can get the information sometimes his things get skipped and missed over but when you have that amount of information and just the guy calling matches he knows the moves he mm -hmm. cares about the performers he you can feel it when he's talking about stuff and he does his damnedest to get things help get things over it never feels like excalibur is trying to take any attention away and be a character it's just excalibur regurgitating information telling you the moves and helping try to try to guide the story along which is what you want from your announcer Mine. Uh, I, we don't see him much. I think we maybe saw him a half dozen times or so this year, but uh, I love the work of Chris Coleman. I think he's awesome. Mm. I think he's, I think he's tremendous. Uh, I, him and Rigaboni, uh, uh, Rigaboni, I say it right? Rigaboni. Tremendous chemistry between those two. They really get the match over. He gets the match over, the psychology over. Mm -hmm. Better to me than any other person on the in the announce booth right now so i'm going with caprice coleman love that pick uh adam um i'm gonna echo a lot of what joel said it's excalibur i think this year um i don't need to say a lot but honorable mention for whenever jericho is in the booth because <laughs> i 
love me some Chris Jericho commentary. I, I think maybe it's because it's not every week. That's true. That I like uh, it so much. If it was every week, it would be a lot. Senator. This is a crazy toss-up for me. Um, I was actually going to go with Excalibur, but you reminded me of something. So I'm going to go with Michael Cole. I'm going to oh, go wow. with Cole because if you have to deal with Vince yelling in your ear for half a, half a year, and then you have to do that dramatic change to being able to just be yourself, which you haven't been able to do for 20 years, that was like a dramatic shift. So I'm going to go with Michael Cole with that because he, you saw like a dramatic change in You, you really did. You so. really, really did. Um, okay, we go to best non-wrestling I can't believe former. no one chose Booker T. How dare y'all? Sucker. Sucker. <laughs> Duck it. Quack, quack. Uh, Joel, uh, best non-wrestling performer. What what is can we can we clarify this? Do they, like it's a non-wrestler who wrestles? They don't wrestle. So I'll just I don't want to do my pick first. So my my pick was Rick Ross. Because he was Ooh. only on TV twice and was the most entertaining in those two periods. Nice. And, yeah, it's, he he only appeared twice and I you I want Rick Ross too? Yeah, like he just <laughs> it worked. Per- and like the minute McAfee wrestled, I was like, "Well, there goes the easy." Yeah, he up. wrestled too many times. Yeah, and so with that, it was it was a guy that just liked to yell and call Keith Lee a big motherfucker. <laughs> Your big motherfucker. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I got several messages saying promo of the year. Yeah. The second that happened. Yeah, John Pollock from Post Wrestling was like, "I want to give Rick Ross all the awards." Uh, Mon, where are you going? Uh, Aubrey Edwards. Uh, you know, she got the she got it from Joel a couple of years ago, and I just think she continues to do a great job. I think she's the best referee in AEW, and then is it? She isn't luckily getting like the crowd chance and stuff anymore, but I still think she just does a tremendous job. pick. It's really interesting because she's the focal point of a lot of hate from the mm-hmm. Cornette side. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like it's crazy because I don't even think about her as being a referee anymore. She's just there. She's blended in perfectly in the background. But when you need her to stand out, she does. So it, it never hurts the product having her there. And I'm glad. I think that's a great pick. Yeah, it's a really good pick. Uh, Adam. Does that mean I could pick Bray Wyatt in this in this category? Honestly, technically you could because he <laughs> didn't wrestle this year. He did. He, MSG. Oh, he did. In a house, in a house show. In you can pick show. Uncle Howdy, though. Not on television. You can pick um, Uncle Howdy. Yeah, and then I can't pick Action Bronson, either. No, he wrestled. Because he had a match. Um, and I, I was going to go with Rick Ross, then. And I think okay. everything he just said, he's on... Yeah. It's like almost a clean sweep for Rick Ross. He like I want him to be a manager. I want him to just oh, like so give him a contract, let him manage someone. He's just he's he's a rapper, so it's like easy. It's easy I, for him. To, I think I thought to that's just, where like, they were going. I yeah. thought that oh, was man. the whole thing with him as were was that he was going to be there yeah. every week and now managing them. But obviously that's not the case. I think there were he was on he was busted there open. last week. Yeah, he was on busted week. open and said him and Tony are working on things. Okay. I'm into it. Senator? Rick Ross is one of my favorite rappers. Um, but unfortunately, I can't give him this award. Okay. I am going to give this award to Renee Paquette 
Ooh, okay. I like that. Mm. Canadian action there. I feel like I feel like her being added to AEW, she she's just a, such a master interviewer. And if you even for the session, bringing on all the wrestles that she did, she allowed yeah. everyone to kind of build their fan base just through conversation. So I'm gonna go with Renee Paquette on this one. It's a good pick. I almost picked her. Great pick. Uh, most improved wrestler of the year, Mon. You can lead us off. Hmm. Well, I actually got Wardlow on this because I'm really looking at Wardlow was where he was when he started at this company and where he is now, and. Uh, you know what uh, the feud for MJF did for him, but just as in ring, is that his his timing and his placement, his positioning, all that kind of little stuff has improved a ton. So I'm going with Wardlow. Nice. I almost Adam. went with Sami Zayn. Mm, it's tempting, Adam. I'm going back and forth between two right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to talk about this one, so I'm going to go with Jade Cargill. She's yeah. We'll talk about her a lot more later, or I will, I guess at least. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she just like I think she won early in the year, right? She won the mm. TBS like really early in the year. Yeah, because they started um, off and, on TBS to start the year off. Yeah. yeah, and she obviously has the look, and she's got the the charisma, um, but her in ring stuff is a little rough and was a little rough, um, but it's getting slowly better. Um, it's not great yet it's not i don't still don't think she's ready for those like big matches um but it's it's gotten a lot better i think so i'm going most improved jade nice uh senator i'm gonna go with mandy rose because she was (laughs) one of the people that nobody actually wanted to see as champion ever and i will say that from where she was to where she kind of ended up before where is she now yeah, well, oh, we, uh, about to buy, we got to see about a, to lot make a billion dollars in a, in a week. So. After all we, she's making a shit ton so of money. That's where she is. Yeah, she's about to make a million dollars in a week. That's where she's <laughs> she's at. But um, no, I just honestly think like she she built up her character, and also like her in ring wasn't it improved. So I'm I'm gonna go with Mandy Rose on this one. Joel, I'm gonna go Sami Zayn because he. Like the, this guy, like, and he, he was talked about it on the Austin podcast. He looked at where Dean, Roman, everyone, Kevin, everyone that was around him in that NXT class, he considered equal and he felt they all surpassed him. And we really, and I thought with the shoulder injuries and everything that had happened, the Sami Zayn that we saw wrestle Shinsuke Nakamura in NXT and just have that incredible run, I thought, well, this is the peak of Sami. There's no way he's going to be able to get to that peak. And there's no way they're going to let him get to that peak. And very slowly but surely, he started finding things that would work and started building off them. And even the conspiracy theory stuff, it was just like you saw him start to grab onto things and make it start working. Like, I can't think of any Sami Zayn matches he's had this year, but I can think of just everything he's done character-wise. And it's just... That character has grown so much and improved so much in this year that he's, I want him in the main event of WrestleMania. Like that's how much he's improved that it's gone from, it's great to have Sammy around and it's great to have him there to now at the point where it's like, I want him to beat Roman Reigns or at the very least face Roman Reigns. I want him to win the Rumble and be the guy to face Roman at Mania. 
and that just to go from that point to that point to the point he's at now it's impressive what he's done and it speaks to just the creativity and the talent of Sandy Zane. can't always get what you want Joel <laughs> I, I I do agree with Joel when we did a top 10 what he just said about Sammy is why Sammy didn't make my list it's because he didn't have an identifiable match this year it's the only reason he missed my list uh, for most improved man you guys have a list of people that I all considered uh, and I really really close uh, but I'm going with Will Martin when I'm going with Wardlow just of where he was at the beginning of the year and I think he started to find a persona for his entrance he started to find a persona for the Powerbomb Sympathy and for the way that he conducts himself in the ring. I will get to Warlow and some worse stuff later because there was some stuff I really hated about him this year, but I really think he really improved in the ring this year. Uh, best comeback, Adam. Best comeback. Um, I'm going to go with Jeff Jarrett. The cockroach, baby! He had an absolute monster year. Like, he wrestled in GCW. He was signed to WWE, and he refed in WWE. He carried that Ric Flair match on his yeah. back. Yes, he did. That was terrible. Um, and then now he's in AEW, all in 2022, at 55 great. years old. That's crazy. That is. That's crazy. That's that's coming back. And here I thought this would be a sweep. <laughs> uh Oman, where were you going? Austin. You know, nothing against Soraya or Soraya, however you pronounce it. We still don't know. But and and her comeback's awesome and everything. But Austin had a match. Yeah. And it was a good match. And it was a hell of a match. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's easy. Uh, that's my pick too is Austin, so I don't talk, need to talk too much about it. Jeff was on my list though, Adam. Uh, Senator. Uh, my comeback of the year goes to Samoa Joe. Oh, okay. That's I'm a sure good one. Out. I thought he was done. I saw his, when I saw his match, you know, his, his last couple matches in, in NXT there, and I thought he was done. I thought he had nothing left, and he's looked good. Real if good. he if he had this king of television gimmick for like I was telling Joel this via text yesterday for like another two months he was gonna be on the territory of competing for gimmick of the year because this king of television gimmick is working really really well Joel uh, where you, uh, who's your comeback my mine was Austin okay but that joke pick is really good and like yeah you you look at the match he had uh, last night and you go you I I didn't sit there and go man this guy is this is time to hang it up. It's like, oh, he's got at least another year, year and a half where he can go. Uh, but Austin, I mean, I never thought I'd see another Austin match. And for it to be against KO, it was it, it was a great match. It was a great, great way to end WrestleMania. And it was awesome to see Austin go. Uh, you, you were wrong, Josh, about Sammy not having a discernible match. He wrestled Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. That that, that's the main one I thought. It, not a, it, for what it was, it was entertaining. It was a good match. I was, it, I was sports entertained. Was yeah, and that's what it. That's exactly what it needed to be. And that was that was. And from listening to Sammy's uh, Austin Pod, it was very much talking about just the work that went into to make it work. So it's just that's another little thing for Sammy. Speaking of gimmick and Sammy Zayn, I. You make him up here. Uh, gimmick of the year. I'll go first in this one. And to me, it's Sammy, Sammy in the bloodline. 
to being Sammy Uso and that whole thing that's all around it. That's where I'm going for gimmick of the year. Senator? Uh, yeah, I'm going with Sammy on this one. Um, like I said, I told Josh uh, yesterday when I sent him my list, I said he was going to be on my top 10, but because we couldn't say wrestler, I have to say character and gimmick, and that's yeah. going to go to Sammy. Nice. Uh, Mon. We might have a clean, clean sweep here because he was my pick as well. Uh, he's just so oozy. Uh, I gotta love it. Uh, I remember the day that happened. I was, I was, it was Halloween time, and I was walking my uh, niece and nephew around the block to show them Halloween decorations. And I have never seen my phone blow up for a wrestling gimmick like that in a long time. But people like, yo, you need to see this promo. You need to see this promo. I'm like, holy shit, calm down. Okay, okay. Uh, Joel. Uh, Sammy. Sammy. I've been singing his praises all all day, and. you just continue like again this was a guy that like everything that he was doing with ko and the feud with them taking on shane shane and daniel bryan when bryan returned like anything with sammy it's just nothing has quite hit and this year it just it feels like the sammy zane that we've not the same sammy but a similar sammy to what we saw in NXT, which was the heart and soul of that NXT brand at the time, is now feels like he's the heart and soul of what they have going on on SmackDown. Hey, Joe, can, so- can I say something to you too? I think you just brought up a very good point, and that's the reason why I wanted to say that, because I think that with Triple H taking over from... <laughs> I think with Triple H taking over for creative... One of the things that he allowed Sammy to do was allow it to play out. Yeah. Like with Vince, we saw a lot of times that it doesn't matter if the crowd gets into it, we're cutting it off because this doesn't go with the timeline. Yeah. With Especially H, if the crowd gets into it exactly. organically, right? It's Lucid like you don't day, get to like Lucid the day. We have so many different yeah. opportunities yeah. to bring that up. But I think with Triple H, he's willing to be like, okay, we got to see how far we can take this. Mm-hmm. And we saw that in NXT too. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, and and that was a thing where I think this is like the guy should be one of the top top contenders to main event WrestleMania next year. And it is from just everything he's done as a gimmick this year. And hopefully, I I hope they let him continue because I think there's nothing but good things uh, with uh, backing starting to put your your get behind Sammy and really push him. Uh, Adam, do you need to clean sweep us? Pull out, pull out the brooms. Yeah. This, this is where I went with Sammy too. Um, yeah. It's I, I'm going to have a hot take here, but I, I'm still not a fan of Roman Reigns and I still don't really like the bloodline. Um, but Sammy made that all so watchable, even more than watchable. Like it, he, yeah. he made like that, that bloodline, whether you like it or not, it was getting tired. Mm-hmm. right and then sammy getting thrown in that mix really gave it life um and then like joel was saying it's like i kind of want to see him at at mania like dethrone roman and you know it's not gonna happen no it's never gonna happen but i don't know i can hope you can hope uh next up feud of the year martin uh so this is a weird one because uh it doesn't have like the great angle. It's good storytelling in the in this, but it doesn't have the great angle, the great promos, 
It's not even wrapping up this year, but nothing has blown me away like the elite versus uh, the uh, death triangle. Uh, I thought you were going a different se- way for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were no. going a different way. No, for a I'm. No, that technically no. is the feud of the year. <laughs> well, that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. No, man, these these this best of seven. Holy, like, I I mean, I I still think New Japan probably provides the best in ring wrestling. Yes, but this stuff is next level that these guys are doing. Like, they're just pushing the limit. It's a good one. Um... Adam. Um, I realize I wrote down my worst feud in this one, but uh, <laughs> but um, I'm going to go with one just because I don't have any love for him in any other categories. Um, and you brought it up, but the, Ke- the Kevin Owens-Austin feud, because it was all Kevin Owens. Oh, okay. Just like promoing to Austin at home for weeks. Um, and he killed it. He made people want to see this match without Austin even having to show up. Yeah. Um, and then the match was great. Um, and Austin was great, but props to KO for that one. Senator. So I'm going to be transparent with everybody on this point right now. I did not really think about all my answers for this. For okay. You want us to go to Joe topics? Quick? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have my answer. I'm just being transparent with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. Right? Off the cuff. Yeah, because cuff. Like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't actually know what the... I only knew what my top 10 was. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to come in here and just do what I got to do. Yeah. But my feud of the year is Jay Uso and Sami Zayn. <laughs> I feel like that was... We had a payoff too. Yeah, and I feel like going back to what Adam said, the bloodline was getting boring. But when you started to add the Sami Zayn and you started to add in Jay, Jay not trying to accept him and trying to figure out, oh, is he gonna, is Roman going to accept Sami and kick out Jay? Like these were the conversations that were happening the whole time. It led for a, a very long time of just watchable wrestling. So I'm going to go with Jay and Sami. It was a layered um, story that they haven't had in WWE in a long time, right? Like time. you're talking about that, which is like the core of it, but then there's like the matches and the actual feuds going on, and then but that's like still fizzling, like fizzing. When, everywhere. when he got the hug in the uh, the War Games uh, mm-hmm. chamber, like you could feel the crowd mm-hmm. was like, "Yes!" Like you could feel the emotion there. <laughs> that, that's like the when Nick Nick uh, Aldis the whatever that remember that triple h thing that was why we love wrestling on um mm-hmm. youtube that was it that that was the that's the pinnacle of it like that's the pinnacle that's the payoff of a storyline well done and you can feel that hug all in the audience together uh joel uh mine was actually uh punk versus mjf that's mine as well i i love the build to that uh that'll that this will bleed into my angle of the year but the the promo from Max about just what Punk meant to him, and then the be be my Valentine. It just everything worked great. Fortunately, I don't know if we're gonna ever get the payoff, but who knows what next year is gonna bring? Who thought Vince would step down? So yeah. maybe Punk comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just echo pretty much everything Joel said. That was my feud of the year too. I think it was the best storytelling and the best build up to all the matches that we had. 
to even having that first match and then Punk in the back to then coming out with the ROH uh, music and everyone losing their mind because they didn't understand the ROH music and the basketball shorts. But uh, I, I, you could tell too there, that's where Punk had the most fun. And it's, you know, someone has been a CM Punk fan for a long time. That's where you could kind of feel like that CM Punk feeling like he's enjoying wrestling again. And Max, the, we got the best Max promo of the year there. And our boy, the wrestling classic got his shout out there. And Adam and I, uh, the dungeon wrestling show got to talk to uh wrestling classic about that situation. And well, maybe we'll share that in a different pod another day, but that, that whole promo was really just kind of, that's when you really started to see that Max has different layers to him that he can go with. We already knew punk had that. Now we saw the max get it. And the ability that Punk has lost a little bit off his promo, but still as sharp as a as attack on that promo, and the Max to go head to head with him was really impressive. Uh, I'm going surprised nobody picked the Wardlow and Max. I gotta say, because that was how the, I thought about that one. It was like a three year build. Yeah, it's how it ended. Yeah, that that kind of put a whimper to it. I, I thought about yeah, maybe. It. Oh. I, I had not... considered Bel Air and and Be- Becky as well. I'm not gonna lie to you. One of my runners up was uh. Pat McAfee and Baron Corbin. Just oh, not wow. because Stand not, because, not because of, here, not because of the match, but because of everything that uh McAfee was doing leading Bum up to Corbin. it that has still continued while he's been gone. Like they're still sure. chanting bum ass Corbin to, <laughs> to him, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like, yeah. Okay, you redeemed yourself a little bit. Uh um, yeah. Joel, you talked about Angle and how this was going to bleed in, so I'll let you lead. Uh, the Be My Valentine. Like, the you can pick... I mean, it was really a coin toss between that first time of bloodying Punk up uh, to that building towards that dog collar, presenting that dog collar, and just being like, oh, they're going to have a dog collar match, and knowing how much Piper meant to Punk, and just everything that went into that. The ROH just, footage. Yeah, just having all of that that angle just set them off to uh, an incredible, a great match between both of them at revolution. Like it was, and I uh, like the punk theme, like all of that uh, was the payoff for that angle, presenting that dog collar and be my Valentine. Mon. You know, I actually had a a similar, but I actually had MJF's return. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love the sympathy for the devil from the Rolling Stones playing and the mask, and you think it's MJF, but you don't know for sure. And uh, like all night, that was all me and Adam could talk about when, when Addy, different Adam, when we were watching the show, that's all we could talk, is, is that M- it's MJF? Like what's gonna happen? That to me was a great angle, one night angle. I thought they pulled it off perfectly. Uh, Senator. This has been a toss up for me. Um, so I'll give you what my runner up was. My runner up would, would have been if Christian didn't get injured, it would have uh, been Jungle Boy and Christian. Mm-hmm. But because they didn't actually do the match, I can't do that one. So I am going to go with William Regal and the Blackpool Combat Club because he brought them all together. He also betrayed John Moxley at the end for MJF after that great promo that I said with MJF. I just felt like William Regal played such a crucial part in that in that angle all around. So I'm gonna go with 
with that angle. Adam. Um, I'm in the same the same ballpark as as Joel and Martin, um, but it's MJF leaving. It's it's like the whole summer of MJF. You fucking Mark, you fucking Mark. Because, like, it's it's the summer of punk that they botched to me, where they like they 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 pulled the the trigger too soon on that. They didn't let it go long enough. Where this one was like, they pulled a real life thing that was happening. Maybe some turmoil backstage, whether it was real or not, doesn't matter. And then they turn it into a storyline that maybe he's leaving and then he kind of does and you don't know what's happening and then you forget about it. And they, they waited long enough to forget about it that the comeback was was really exciting, like like what you said, uh, nice. Martin, about him coming back at the, what was that? The cat? Uh, no, I don't remember the, the name. The, of the casino chip thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Casino yeah. battle royale. Um, yeah, um, and then that, like that, so you were you were thinking about it in the back of your mind, but it was it was done really well. Those are all good, and they were all on my short list uh, for sure. Um, my angle of the year is the WrestleMania mystery opponent that turned out to be Cody Rhodes, and just how banana that uh, that whole thing got there. Oh, yeah. people really like banana. Uh, I just remember Old getting home that night. Yeah, just from watching Duke and Carolina when North Carolina ended the career of Coach K. If you haven't heard our sports year review and didn't know that North Carolina ended Coach K's career, he, he, they did that night. Oh, um, did they? Really? They did. They did. Coach K can't mm. coach anymore mm. in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then somehow I didn't get a spoiled at all. And even to the last second, like, you know what? I, I remember driving home that night. I'm like, it's probably Cena. They're not getting Cody. This is bullshit. They're not getting Cody. And then when you hear the the song and everything like that, and, and still they had it on YouTube Wrestling now. And you has see, only one royal Yeah. Song. And you <laughs> see the American Nightmare logo on a WWE t- television screen at WrestleMania. You're like, it still gives me chills. In augmented it's like, reality. It's like, what the fuck? This actually <laughs> happened. This is wild. So yeah, but those I are just, all. I just never believed that they were going to allow the beginning part of the song. No, no. I, really I was didn't. like, I was like, Vince is going to cut this out. Wrestling has <laughs> yeah. more than one royal family. Excuse you? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, pay-per-view of the year, Joel. Uh, this was really hard because yeah, there's some good know, ones. There were some really good ones, and I don't know if any like blew me back and was like that's from top to bottom. I think shows had a lot of strong points to them, and that had different things where you're like, oh, this is really good from here, but this couple parts were a little weak here. But I think I'm gonna go with WrestleMania Night One with Austin. That's, it, that's mine too. And it's it's easy to like Austin. Yeah. yeah, like it, it, it had Austin, it had Cody, it had uh, Bel Air, like all, like it was a really solid show. Logan Paul actually looked half decent, so it, it just, it, yeah, wrestle. It, I think this is the first time in a long time it's been a, a WWE show that's been uh, show of the year. Yeah, I, the I, I, I love I Forbidden the Door personally. I yeah. loved it, but I just couldn't give it to it because, largely because of the ending with adam cole and what happened you know and just kind of the awkwardness there they kind of put a little dim on it and then i'm like yeah nothing dimmed wrestlemania night especially wrestlemania the whole event both nights i thought it was fantastic it made you night one you always 
Speculate. You always mock the WrestleMania moment thing and that feel of media, yes. how they force it too much. And I remember we did that podcast well, they do. after. They do. <laughs> we were like, that's the first time you had that like childlike engagement of like, this is WrestleMania, god damn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I picked Mania Night 1 uh, as well. Uh, Adam? Um, I went with Forbidden Door. Okay. That's um, somebody did. Just because there were so many matches that we wanted and we were like hoping for that were even, I think, booked and then injuries, injuries, injuries. And so everyone was kind of like, uh, I don't know if I'm like, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. I was kind of like, blah, blah. And then I did. And it was like, they pulled it off and they pulled it together for that show. Um, and I don't watch a ton of it, of NJPW and uh, it ex- exposed me to a lot of guys from, yeah. from that roster, which was really cool. And I'm looking forward to them doing more of that. So, one one of my favorite moments is Shibata coming out with oh, uh, Orange so Cassidy so and good. and uh, Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like it just it was it just established who Will Ospreay is, and it again reminded all the haters that Orange Cassidy is a very good wrestler. It was so good. I I mm-hmm. it was in my consideration for it didn't win. But it was in my consideration for match of the year, definitely. In, Before we go to Senator, there, probably, consideration, probably t- number two or three. Before we go to Senator, really quick, Joel, do you know I actually have the records here. Do you know the last time you picked a WWE pay-per-view for pay-per-view of the year? I want to say 2017. It was back in, it was the Sasha Bailey pay-per-view, the NXT show. Wrestle Kingdom. There's a lot of Wrestle Kingdom since then in AEW. Yeah. I think you no, you actually picked the Toronto show as well. And I think that's probably because a personal connection to it. Yeah. Uh, the main roster. Main roster. No, that's Joel's, that is Joel's <laughs> first main roster ever. And it's my first main first main roster ever, too. Uh Senator, where are you going? Uh Forbidden Door was third on my list. WrestleMania ended up being second on my list. Mm. I'm going with SummerSlam. Um, I feel wow. I feel that Wasn't for me, especially yeah, with just the opening, with the return of Bailey, with the Triple H era uh, Sky, the Kodakai who just who was released, we nobody expected to see those three. We got to see the Becky Lynch uh, face turn literally on that night. Yeah, um, we got the Logan Paul. Like there's so many, there's so many different, so many different things. Rock and Roman was really, inter- well, I was sports it entertained. It was way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. This was like the one time that we thought it was going to, that it looked like we were tired of Brock and Roman. And then this match happened and we were like, we still don't want the next Brock and Roman. Don't get it. No, no. But that was the best way to end off it because it was completely different than every other, every other. And match, we got right? Jeff Jarrett. You got your Jeff Jarrett right there for Adam. So I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with SummerSlam just because from the very beginning, I was excited for the to see what the rest of the pay-per-view was, and it didn't really disappoint me. These next two awards are ones that I had no idea to, and this is kind of like the Russian roulette bullet. So who am I going to pick? Mon, you're the oldest. You go. Uh, uh, which one? <laughs> What's this award? is promotion of the year. I had no idea where to go. At the end of the day, week in, week out, the most entertaining, the company that I 
sit down to watch the most, have the most interest in, the most excited for is still AEW. There's flaws, more flaws this year than any other year. Yeah. But I think this year the in-ring action was the best it's ever been. Um, so uh, for me, they're still on the oldest, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like how that hit you. Hit you veteran, a little, hit the biggest veteran. You're the veteran of the bunch. Let's go with veteran, uh, Senator. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with SmackDown. No, it's like we're doing uh, show. So but this is like WWE, AW, GCW, so then Japan. I, so if we're gonna do it that way, then I'm gonna go with WWE. Okay. Because I tune into it a lot. I end up tuning into it a lot more. And yeah. mainly because of SmackDown, then if I if I can put it that way. Well, that's an extra TV the, show, so I'll just put that down for you. Yeah, so you can put that down for me. I think because not only was it just I can't just go off of the in-ring action, I go off of everything. And yeah. for me, I said Michael Cole was my announcer of the year. He brought elevated a lot of stuff for me. And I feel like every show had their lows too. So I if I was gonna lie, I'd say NWA, but you know, just yeah. Uh Joel. Uh I struggled with this one. I went back and forth because I can't give it to WWE. Mm-hmm. I was really struggling with AEW, but I do think it is AEW. I, I think that is where I've landed. It just you know, even when things felt very unfocused and very stretched thin. There were still kernels of things that were entertaining. There were still things to grab onto. There were still things to watch. They had a they had a rough year this year. Like this was a really rocky year between injuries, Punk, the Elite, everything that happened, the Andrade situation. Like there was a lot of stuff that happened. Yet I'm still tuning in every week. And like uh, last night, I was thoroughly entertained by what I saw. It felt like that focus is coming back in. And when AEW's dialed in, they they are leaps and bounds ahead of the other wrestling companies, just in terms of what they deliver. So I'm going AEW. Adam? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's AEW. Um, like Rocky, and even, even now, I'm not as excited about certain things, um, but it was so strong at the beginning of the year. And like, I didn't miss a pay-per-view. I can't say the same about WWE. Um, and if I would just want to say the next category too, um, it's dynamite. Cause like a two hour dynamite show is fantastic. Like, even if it's not great, it's two hours. They give it their all. I'm, I'm thoroughly entertained every single time I watch dynamite. Yeah. Just throw me down for dynamite for, for yeah. Category. yeah. <laughs> uh, honorable mention to dungeon wrestling. Starting up their promotion this year, local brand. Look, if, if the last if the last three months trying to get didn't a job, happen, huh? A little bit. Uh, if the last three months didn't happen, I would have maybe leaned WWE this year because that last half year, it was I was really enjoying SmackDown and even the Raws were somewhat entertaining. But man, specifically once football season hot Raws, you almost wondered if Vince was running it again. They were getting bad. NXT has been a lot better this year. I think NXT has had a decent focus to it to a degree. It's not what NXT used to be, but it's had a focus. SmackDown has been the crown jewel of WWE, but kind of in agreement with everybody else here. At the end of the day, 
I'm not going to miss an AEW pay-per-view. I'm not going to miss Dynamite. If I miss SmackDown or I miss Raw, I feel okay watching the YouTube clips and catching up. I do not want to miss Dynamite. I I totally agree. I agree with y'all on a lot of a lot of stuff. And only I was doing this because uh, Josh is writing down some stuff. But one of the main things that I'm definitely saying is um, when I look at Raw, Raw has one of the hardest challenges. Oh, it does. Out of, out of every sport. They have to compete with Monday Night Football. That's going to generate 20 to 25 million views while they're struggling to get to two. Three hours. It's... It's a, it's a challenge, but yeah, no, I'm definitely still sticking with WWE. Just And yet we used to, on Monday nights, have 8 million viewers on five hours of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's because they're going head-to-head with Monday Night Football. I think it's, 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 the, the, it's like the, the old saying from the promoter is, uh, well, you know, nobody came. It's summer. It's too hot outside. It's too nice outside. Oh, nobody came. It's winter. And it's oh, it's too right. cold outside, right? right. They like said that, that about Labor Day that. with AEW. And 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 some promoters have always said, and Vince McMahon's the one with them, if you give them what they want, they'll come. And that's what I believe. No, you're you're com- you're completely correct. I also feel like wrestling fans, and we are we are and the five of us are. I'm not going to say like we're just we're like a minority. We're smart, right? Like we are ones that some people watch TNA, some people watch GCW, some people go to startup uh, wrestling companies. There are people that watch GCW, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not saying us, right? Not but smart people, we have but... we have people that do New Japan. We do, we you know, have a what lot I mean? like, of GCW are, coming soon, folks. But not we are category. we are we are individuals that like watch all different type of wrestling. It's the majority of people don't do what we actually do you know what yeah. i mean like yeah they don't so we are we're like knowledgeable wrestling fans and we're pulling out angles from like that most people might not have even heard about or exactly. wrestlers we they may not have heard about so it's it's just it shows from like 10 years ago 20 years ago where wrestling numbers were to where we are at this current moment like you know what i mean like absolutely yeah. Uh, so we clean sweeped on Dynamite, except for Sm- SmackDown was close for me. SmackDown is tremendous. It's you're always going to get a good Gunther match on there. Mm-hmm. Ricochet's been elevated on that. The women's division is the main problem with it. Kind of in some ways, like Dynamite, the women's division is a problem on on SmackDown right now, and they got to fix it. But SmackDown, very very close runner up. So I agree with you being really close in SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Most underrated, Adam. This is a really hard one because do you want to go with like somebody young who's like up and coming mm-hmm. um but i didn't and i went with the miz oh <laughs> the miz is fantastic I'm physically hurt. Is always fantastic <laughs> and he 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 carried a lot of feuds this year he did um he, he elevated logan paul um he had cody's first raw match um, he had a lot this year. He's even doing stuff with this Dexter Loomis thing that has well, no we'll right talk to about be. That. We will get. It has to no that. right to be any good, but he's and still not. carrying it a bit. Um, I like his stuff in it, and he's trying to he's trying to put this guy over. Um, and he he plays this role really really well, and he's he's a veteran. I love him. This 
I will I don't say know this what's, before what's I throw, to not throw like about on. the Miz. Miz puts in a lot of work. He runs everything he does on the publicity side. He probably puts in the most. He's in the he's on the Cena level schedule, and does not get the Cena level love. Uh, so I will agree with you on that. That Miz puts in a lot of work. He's the he doesn't get that company man. Is what yeah, you're Joel. And he doesn't get paid accordingly, as we found out. Mm-hmm. As we found out, yeah. Uh, Mon, who's yours? Um, well, first off, I took offense when Senator said that we pulled out names and angles people wouldn't know. So I'm going with New Japan Pro Wrestling El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I think I might have picked him last year too. He did. El Diablo did. is awesome. He's he's just he doesn't get any um, like he's been kind of the crown, uh, the kind of the the head guy. The last three years in the New Japan Junior Division, he's a big junior. He's really good. He can stand in there with heavyweights, but he's also—I mean, people talk a, a lot about so many different guys, but they don't talk about this guy. And I, I just don't know why. I think he's great, Senator. This is a tough one for me, um, but I am going to go with Diana Perazzo. Oh, okay. I like that one. And I'm going to go with her because a lot of people don't watch TNA. But I think from the girl that what people recognize her as somebody that got cut from NXT, who didn't really get a lot of time in NXT, to the Virtuosa really elevating that character, I'm going to go with her. I like it. Joel? Uh, Hold on. Hold on a sec. We we can almost make an all OnlyFans team with Senator's picks. (laughs) (laughs) Is that where you're going? Is that Um, the theme? That was not not my theme, but if that's where we're going to go in the future, I got you. Don't worry. I'm changing all my thoughts. Jordan Grace up next. (laughs) Nia Jax. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, We'll see. Joe? Uh, my, my pick is uh, Pete Dunne, Butch. I think you could easily elevate him to a higher level in on the main roster. But he's Butch. I'd love for him to be Pete Dunne again. And you just let... He's, he's fine in the role that he's in, but I think you can have so much more with him. As we saw on NXT, as we saw on NXT UK, as we saw in that tournament, there's so much you can do with Pete Dunne. I feel like that's someone that hasn't been tapped into in WWE fully. That's a he, great choice. That might be the best choice in WWE for sure. Yeah. He he had a better second half, but the Butch name still sucks. But yeah, it seems like he is gaining gaining steam a little bit. Well, this is gonna end my five-year ricochet streak. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet actually has started to be used good. Uh, I'm going to AW, I'm going with Serena Deeb who is so damn talented and I think is maybe the best wrestler in that women's division, right? Well, now that Saray is there, potentially uh, Mercedes Monet in maybe two weeks here. Um, but Serena... No, I'd say she's still the best. Yeah, okay. Until Mercedes uh, shows up. Until Mercedes shows she's up, the yeah. Best. Uh, yeah. But Serena is just so good and I it sucks that she's had AW championship matches, ROH championship matches, and she had a great feud with Sheeta, and I don't feel that they have justified her of giving her a chance to run with the title because I thought that gimmick that she had was so good. That that mini feud with her and Sheeta 
was a nice mini self-contained feud and probably maybe the best women's feud in AEW this year. If you really think about it, there was like, you know, actual reactions to everything. Uh, I really like her and I hope, and this is someone you could talk about best comeback for Serena D too, because she was an NXT coach that got cut during the pandemic. And I remember we talked about it. It's like, oh, that sucks. Straight at society. Seemed like she was a good coach. It's over. And she has propelled herself to be right now a very nice hand, but she's shown that she can be in world title matches. And I hope that she eventually gets a chance to take one of those titles, maybe taking on Athena in ROH. And and when CM Punk was doing a color commentary and said, she has a nice head of hair. That was one of the <laughs> highlights of the year. Yeah, it was good. Uh, <laughs> Senator, best faction. Yeah best faction yeah uh um i don't really think a lot of factions have been really good this year to tell you the truth um but one's been kind of oozy yeah so i'm gonna have to go with the bloodline to tell you the truth like i was trying to really try to choose something different from the bloodline but i feel like there's been when I look at AEW, there's been a lot of start and stops, and we have no clue. Like the firm, firm had a, with the big firm had the potential to be really, they got big <laughs> bill, really good, and then it just big whatever. bill. Um. So yeah. So I'll choose the bloodline on this one, Adam. Um. Yeah. This is a tough one too. I had a lot of names in the worst category, um, <laughs> not a lot for the best. Um. And I'm not a big bloodline fan. Um, I'm going to go where you went earlier with Mandy Rose and I'm going to say toxic attraction had a great year. Um, I don't even really JC. I don't even know the third person's name, Uh, but Gigi is amazing. Gigi Mm -hmm. is amazing. Is it JC is the third one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gigi is great. Who's going to be with them in the main roster soon too. I haven't heard that. Who's that? Chelsea green. Okay. Another OnlyFans. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. She, I she don't shut know. it down. I don't know. She shut it down. She did some stuff at GCW that she did, but she shut the talk that her OnlyFans has been shut down apparently. <laughs> but but just like Senator said, Mandy Rose had an amazing year. Like nobody gave her any credit when she won the title. It was like, why is she here? Why yeah. is she NXT champion? And she carried it. She carried it so long that I thought about putting her losing the NXT title as a shock of the year because mm-hmm. it was like out of the blue and now we know why obviously yeah. but like she mm-hmm. was carrying she was carrying that women's um that women's title in NXT and that wow. toxic attraction was great you could pick yeah I mean I I, I like Jericho appreciation uh, society uh, I like Blackpool Combat Club but the only act out there that is a faction that to me feels like a main event act complete is the bloodline the bloodline i go okay when those guys are on the ring i'm like that's a main event act that's a pay-per-view main event act uh blackpool combat club uh you know we we didn't talk about it but wheeler yuda certainly for most improved you know should probably got some mention and everything but you still have wheeler yuda in there so you still have the guy who's you know a little lower down whereas everybody is booked so perfectly for their role within the bloodline that uh, nobody feels like a weak member. Joel, I'm going to go bloodline too. By the way, you got bloodline. I do like your pick, though, Adam. It was a good pick. Um, 
best theme song. Is that the only one that didn't pick Bloodline? Yeah. Yeah, you thought, <laughs> I thought it was. Toxic. A, I thought it was a horrible pick. I got to be honest. No. Uh, <laughs> best theme song of the year. Since Senator, you're the closest to being involved with music, and I'll let you go first. Oh man, um, I'm gonna have to think about this one to tell okay. you the truth. So let's uh, go. Martin, I'll let you go. All right. I uh, there's so many great theme songs. I mean, CM Punk's is great. Jericho's is classic. The shout out on Cobra Kai was amazing. Mm-hmm. Steam Ray, <laughs> you know, uh, Pat McAfee's music great. You know, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is great. But coming on late, I love that. Carry on, Wayward Son <laughs> with the Elite. To me, I'm like, I did not expect that. I heard that music. I went, holy, like I just. I thought it was just amazing. Like, I, I love it. Love it with those guys. Love the entrance. Love the music. Joel, Joel that was like you might be. Joel, that was my exact same pick. I, if it's the minute they came out to it, it's like, this feels like a, a great wrestling theme song. Like, then that just everything that came out along with it, just how they behave, the look of the entrance, the lighting, how they're all basically pitch black and the, background is all lit up and how lights come on it just everything flows with it that song is just that fantastic adam um i'm i'm going with one that i think because i have to give it now because it might be going away i have a Mm -hmm. feeling is jungle boy tarzan boy i love that theme i love how the crowd loves it like it's it's such a great it's going away He's. It seems like they might be moving to like calling him Jack, Jack Perry. Perry. Yeah. Soon, yeah, and I think the way the crowd could... with him and Hook were just waving their arms on Wednesday and singing along, even when they cut the music off after like ten seconds, they were singing. Like, I, like, I, I, just I still think, think they gonna... might. If they if they lose the Jungle Boy name, they're gonna lose that theme. That, that's that's just sad. my my inclination. I'd be sad, um, and that's why I'm picking it because I am. I'm saying I might not be able to pick it next year. So got to give it some love. Senator, do you know where you're going? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I was going to, for a, a quick moment, I was going to go with Brian Danielson until I remember mm-hmm. that they had that live performance. So, I still can't uh, believe a guy singing that. That's, yeah. That's, 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 that's why I said. Like, brother-in-law or friend of Breeze, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But um, I'm going to go with Bray White's return music. Nice. I feel like it just, it gives you, even though it's long, there was enough time to kind of build up the crowd to really get the their phones out at this point. And then- You never put that really, in Best Comeback, by the way, because that break on back definitely deserved a little shine. Just to Yeah, when it, so when it really did. kicks in, I've, yeah, I mess with it. So I'm gonna go with Barry White's own. I like that one. That's, that's a good uh, but nothing will ever with... beat his first, his no, first uh, music, though. No, 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 yeah. I'm going with Orange Cassidy, Chicago Jane. This song yeah. has been stuck in my head so many, so long, man. It's so good. I love the Pixies thing with him. And when I was like, they're changing it. And then they changed it to Jane. I'm like, okay, this is acceptable. Yes. This is his music on the indies. Yeah. As much as the Pixies was great. I, I, I know it just suits him. And honorable man. Oh, go ahead, Joel. I was going to say, cause I don't know if he's going to get any love anywhere else, but I think Orange Cassidy's title reign has been fantastic. I think it how is. they've used him how he's been just like yeah he faced shibata 
and he's just he's taking on all comers he's just wrestling consistently he's wrestling different people he's wrestling trent on friday and i'm like gonna be good that's Mm -hmm. a match i want to see i think that'll be a really good match and it's just i um you mentioned orange cassidy's theme song and i want to give him a little bit of love because i I just i just hated that they did it on rampage like i felt like that like the orange cassidy shibata for like mm-hmm. Shibata's match should have been a dynamite I agree match. With that. I agree. But I I totally agree with what you're saying, Joel. Honorable mention for me, because I hear this theme song every single Saturday and Friday is the Roman Reigns theme song because we use it for the men's uh warm-up song. I wasn't a huge fan of it at first, but man, the build-up, mm-hmm. and then when you have an introduction for a team, and now that I hear it every time, it it just works. And I'm so glad he got off the shield theme. It just works for him so much. And the whole energy that you bring into the ring when he comes out with it, it, it just works for him. I still think of them with the shield theme. Yeah. I can't help it. Like it, There's hints of it in there. There's some hints of it in there. There is, yeah. Music, I just, yeah. I, when I think of him and I think of his music, I still, that's the music I associate. You know, uh, is it, I can't remember. Is there a worse theme song? Is that coming up there? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, you, for Morden, you know what would have been a good pick for Seth using the Shield theme song at Royal Rumble <laughs> when he was when he faced. Royal that was Rumble. good, yeah. That was good. That was good. Uh, okay, so I save us some time. All best babyface. Can we just clean sweep this and move on? No, it's Sammy. Okay, okay, go ahead. Oh. I got Sammy. I, I, I was. I was going to say, can I go first? Because of yeah, what Joel ahead. just said, because I'm going with Orange Cassidy. Okay. Best baby face. Orange Cassidy had an amazing year, like Joel just said. Nah. So many good matches. He carried a lot of feuds. Every time he's on screen, he's electric, even when he just strolls in to just stand <laughs> outside of the ring for a while. Yeah. Right. Um, and then him argument. winning and him winning his first title was a huge baby face right. moment. Um, like and that it. was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I love, love OC. It's, it. it's funny just because because you you said Sami Zayn, so I'm guessing that's your pick, Josh, and yeah. not mine. And I hadn't even considered it. I think part of the thing is is it there's never been a, an official turn. You know I, what I mean? See, okay, and that's what I was wondering. So I will change that off there because I was wondering. Yeah, he's he just turned full heel. Yeah, true. Right. So well, he's, he's not. I wouldn't say he's babyface. Yeah, he's been healed. He's been heel this entire year. Yeah, so like over. it's he's just been over. Yeah. Okay. Uh Joel. Uh I have the acclaimed. I think mm. they've been, oh, I think they've been an act that has gotten over. Uh there was a little bit of the controversy with uh Max Caster last year. So you weren't really sure where the acclaimed were gonna go. But uh talking with Douglas Winnipeg, who was at Forbidden Door, and he was like one of the biggest pops were for the acclaimed when they were heels. Then they went on and became baby faces. And when I was in New York and they won the titles, that was a massive reaction. And like the crowd engagement and how popular those scissor me daddy ass shirts are. They have no right to be as popular as they are, but like the scissor me catchphrase, like they have total crowd engagement. They have like the crowd fully behind them. They are big time baby faces for AEW and their homegrown baby faces for AEW. Yeah. But I think their whole act has worked and they found what works for them. And Billy Gunn has been a great part of that, that group for the, uh, for the two of them. I, um, I had the acclaimed up there for most improved this year too. Oh, nice. It should be like, should they, be. 
they uh, they were great. Yeah. Martin. Um, so I didn't see this guy coming as a baby face for, you know, when his turn happened, because uh, he was a good heel and, and I knew he's really talented, but the minute he cut his first baby face promo and I'm going, this is not a heel promo. This is a baby face promo. And the crowd was going crazy. And then Hobbs attacked him. I thought Ricky Starks is going to be one massive Ricky baby Starks. face. Mm-hmm. That's my pick. I mean, I have Ricky Starks is the baby face of the year he's awesome i like it uh senator i really like that pick because i did not even think about that one um i was battling between two uh bianca belair Mm -hmm. but um i'm actually gonna go with hook nice i'm gonna go with he gets a pop every time he comes out he's connected he's connected with the audience like nobody's business and for a person that doesn't really do promos, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's like his character work is not supposed to be a face, but he connects so well with the audience that they pop every time they see him. He, so he got a big reaction in New York when I was there, and it was it was like, oh yes, no, this is well, that's this, his backyard. Yeah, that's his. He backyard. gets a big reaction everywhere. That's what's impressive. Yeah. And it's um, it's just you hear it for Hook, and you're like, and seeing him paired up with Jungle Boy right now too, and Jungle Boy is your like uh, white meat baby face mm-hmm. that you're gonna throw out there, and seeing it just and and the thing was he got the biggest pop from almost uh, doing the suplex to the big guy, mm-hmm. whatever his name yeah. is now, big cat, big, large big Bill, big Bill, big Bill, baby, you forget the name, you raggedy <laughs> bitch, catchy as big Bill, you raggedy bitch. Um, I had man. If 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 everything didn't happen, I probably would have CM Punk here because all year he was over everywhere he went except for New Jersey. Um, but I'm gonna go for a guy that came and I, I it's maybe the biggest pop I've maybe heard. What other than Austin? Austin was the biggest pop as always when he came out of Mania. But Bray Wyatt, man, every single arena he goes to, and just the attention. I remember I was calling a game for the Dinos and. I could see people, this was two weeks in, people like looking at their phones for what he's going to say, just waiting to see what he's going to say. The whole chase down with the QR codes and everything like that. And even, I don't know what's going on with this LA Knight thing. Who's the baby face and whatnot. I think they're both kind of that. And Uncle Howdy is supposed, I wanted to get LA Knight in this somewhere and I couldn't figure out how to get LA Knight in because I'm loving him right now. Um, Bray is just- Pick a pure white meat baby face. Sami Zayn. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pick Bianca then. Great choice. She's over, she's over wherever she's gone. And when she won the title at Mania, you could really hear her get the attention there. All right. Uh, best heel, Joel. Uh, I'm going to go with Sneaky Swerve. I think that's my pick too. Swerve's my pick. I think he's just going to just take off in the next year or so and you got to see like everything that he like he helped make the acclaim the baby faces that they are mm-hmm. because a good baby face needs that good heel and i thought swerve was the perfect foil for the acclaim to help get them up to that next level and i think swerve is going to be the biggest steal one of the biggest steals from wwe to the covid cuts yeah, yeah. uh I, I would have had MJF in this, but kind of what you guys were talking to me about with my indecisions of Sammy and Bray, it's 
that's kind of what happened to MJF at times this year of there was that weird, oh, I'm going to be a babyface period. And I think that kind of disqualified him from this for me. But if you guys want to go with him, I, I totally get him on. No, I think he'd be a great choice. He's not my choice. Um, I think back to, you know, uh, I think back to the promo when Marty Piper showed up in WCW and he said to Hulk Hogan, ask yourself, would they have been cheering so much for you if they weren't booing so much for me? And, wow. and I think of as much as he's not a baby face, but he is a, he's so beloved is what he is. He's not a baby face, but Sami Zayn is beloved because Roman Reigns is so hated. Mm. So he's my pick Roman? for heel of the year. I mean, I hate him even more now that he's barely there. Yeah. Uh, Senator. So we're saying, so for sneaky heel, there's a lot of good choices. Um, but honestly, I'm going to give some NXT 2.0 love because we <laughs> don't really get that too often. So I'm going to go with Grayson Waller. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. That's, see, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. I hate him so he, much. Every, anytime oh. you're talking, if you talk to anybody that watches NXT 2.0. God, I hate him. Or watches wrestling and you mention Grayson Waller, they have that reaction. So when he won me, the, I, the, the, the match. I was like, God, this fucking guy's facing Braun. Exactly. Like anything that he good does, pick. He, good pick. he gives that reaction. So I'm going to go with Grayson Waller. That's a great pick, Senator. Uh, Adam? Um, I was going to, I was thinking about MJF too, because MJF was yeah. a great heel all year. Um, but this is where I'm going to go again to the well. And say Jade Cargill. Your girl. Um, great heel. Great heel. I love her. Again, like every time wow. she's on screen. What's yeah, that? What's I you going to go Bow Wow. <laughs> That's coming later. Oh, okay. My That's fault. coming later. My fault. My fault. Um, even that. Even that. She like, it's like just destroyed I, him on I'd Twitter. I'm confused and... by who's been the baby face by her a couple times. Though. I'm confused with Bow Wow who's the baby face. <laughs> For me. But also... Nyla Rose, that whole situation. I was like, "Who's the heel here?" That was. But, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, but Cargill is is a bona fide heel through this whole run. Just like I'm better than you. I don't even need to wrestle. I look good. I talk good. I win. It doesn't matter if I, I can wrestle. Cosplay. It's great. Yeah, and she yeah, great, great cosplay, great costumes. Uh, she's just the full package. She's great. Lawfare was a she Hulk. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Chitara, I like the Chitara one too. That was that was great. What about uh, Jade from Mortal Kombat? That was from, that was that, solid. That's too. the ultimate. That's the ultimate one. Uh catchphrase of the year, Adam. All right. This is where I'm gonna bump the curve. Because okay. I know everyone's gonna be saying scissor me daddy ass, or you're gonna say feeling oozy. Yeah. But I'm going with shush. Chad Gable. Okay. I love that catchphrase. Huge. Huge. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I love every time he does it. It's so funny. Um, and they're they're not they had a good little run at the beginning. They of the year. made that they Kurt Angle segment, by the way, which mm-hmm. was one of the highest yeah. rated segments of the year. And I know Kurt played a factor yeah. to that, but they made that segment. It wasn't Kurt, it was the, it was Gable. Shush just works. It's it's like it's like the what? Like it's perfect. 
people hate it so much like people hate being first i like it it. it's like such a perfect thing like i love it didn't work Um, for peter avalon but it worked for yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it wasn't a shush it was like a shush you need like the like seven o's in there yeah to get it over uh senator oh man I'm not going to lie to you, Adam. That was a really good choice. <laughs> it was a good one. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was up there for me. Um, you know what? I might just give it love, too. I'm, oh, I'm wow. going to go with this. <laughs> oh, I'm, wow. I'm going to go with this. I got you. I convinced you. I you, you, convinced, you convinced me. It was, it was top three for me. And I just, you convinced me to put it at number one. Like, yeah. <laughs> Joel? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, scissor me out, daddy ass. I just it's it should not work at all. It should not be a thing. It should not be. It should not work. It's stupid. But then again, pro wrestling's probably a little <laughs> dumb. So, but it works perfectly. The crowd loves it. Those shirts sell like hotcakes at AEW events. People like scissoring. Apparently, I love the big like foam hand scissors <laughs> yeah, that people. That have. so like, smart. It's uh, fantastic. Mon? Yeah. As much as it led to one of the worst angles in the years and the breaking of daddy ass's hands. Uh, <laughs> and suddenly they're okay again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I wish it couldn't be, wasn't so obvious, but the truth is, well, guess the crowd reaction? What has signs in the crowd? What sells merch? That's the catchphrase. Yeah, that's mine too. I, I do like Adam on going on Shush. Uzi was awesome and definitely hit a new level of stuff. But Scissor Me is this generation suck it. There's going to be kids that go to school and saying Scissor Me to adults <laughs> and whatnot. And they're going to have no idea the context and stuff. And uh, people that don't watch wrestling that see that shirt in public are going to be like, what the fuck oh, is yeah. this shirt? I'm not going to uh, lie to you. I had one of the ones that were up there and Morgan's going to hate me for this. I know this, I know this for sure, but I'm going to still say it anyways, was just JBL coming back in doing the wrestling God. Like that was one of those ones where, when, cause when he's on commentary and he's, and he's doing it, I'm just dying of laughter. Cause he, cause he's always calling Kevin Patrick, like Shamrock. He's like, he, like, you know, like, it's just, yeah. it was just one of those ones that just, that just cracked me at times. Plumass uh, Corbin is pretty good, though. Mm-hmm. Plumass Corbin is pretty damn good. Uh, Martin, <laughs> breakout star next year. Oh, yeah, this was... I'm going with Takashita because um, I think yeah. he's awesome. And, uh, you know, I mean, you, you see him in AEW and, and he's under the radar, but, I mean, there's so many guys who are potential. Bandito's potential mm-hmm. could be a breakout star next year, you know? Um, Jake Cargill could NXT. really break out to another level still. So, I mean, there's so many guys. I'm going with him just because I think that of all the guys, he's the most under the radar guy who, who has potential. Joel? Uh, mine was a tie. Uh, that's my podcast, damn it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with Swerve and Ricky. I think both of these are just, I, you're going to see a rocket strapped to both backs and they're going to go off. And I, 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 in an early prediction, I do think Ricky could be the guy that beats Max next year for the title. Yeah. So who are you, sorry, who are you officially landing on then? It's Ty. 
Ricky, no Ricky ties. There's no ties. There's no ties. It's his podcast. My podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> his podcast. You talk more about Ricky. I'm putting. Ricky Wait, I want to go back and redo about five or six. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, actually, I'll let uh, Adam and Senator go first before I go. Um. Yeah, I had a really close one. Like like Joel. Um. It's it's down to Ricky. Um. Or maybe Darby for this year. And I think I'm gonna go with Darby. Um, and it's, it's not about being someone who's like unknown, who's going to be now known. It's about these people are going to like, these two guys are going to be in title picture. Like Darby hasn't had a title. Oh no. He had TNT for a little while, for a little while, but he hasn't had anything for a while. And he's still one of those pillars of AEW. And I think they need to do something with him and they, they realize it now they had him jump in last night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um in the TNT uh picture. So I think Darby is my pick, but Ricky Stark's very close second. He's I'm I'm with Joel on him dethroning MJF. Tough category. Who's the acclaimed is it this year? And who saw them coming last year at this time? Yeah. You know, uh, not I mean you, you were nobody. getting crowd reactions, but not to, who saw what happened happening. It's nobody. such a hard category. And uh, the one thing to follow up with what you said, Adam, Sting has already come out and said he has an endgame plan. And his endgame for the end of his career involves Darby, but it won't be a singles match. So who knows what that'll be? Who mm. knows if this year's going to be the end He's of Sting? He's teaming with Jarrett. <laughs> Jarrett. Could be Jarrett and Sting versus Ricky Steamboat. And Ric Flair. Um, okay. So oh, Adam's, Adam's ultimate match is uh, Jarrett versus JBL. No, wait, that'd be yours. I don't know. Uh, no, Jarrett versus The Miz. That would be your ultimate Ooh, match. That'd be there. so good. <laughs> oh my God. Like country, country singer Jarrett, like celebrity oh, rock man. star Miz. Uh, with Karen and Maurice in the corner. <laughs> Look what you oh. did, man. Look what you did. <laughs> Your fantasy bookie right here. Um, Ooh, all right, so editor. for mine, uh, Ricky Starks was second for me. My first is Carmelo Hayes. Like it. That's mm. a great pick. Great pick. Yeah. Yeah. The future is unlimited for that guy. Not like yeah. Russell Wilson. He is Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys had all good ones. I'm going to the female division. I'm going with Willow Nightingale. Yeah. Uh, you She's know, awesome. just mm-hmm. people that live in the local area here in Alberta, where we do it. She has been in the local scene here in Canada, busted her ass. Uh, she really made her mark during that WrestleMania weekend, starting with ROH and then did a lot of those little shows, earned herself a AW contract to the end. And she's got something going with Ruby right now that's so interesting where Ruby's like this pissed off all the time, kind of edged to her punk rocker, but she's just this happy-go-lucky girl. And when she kind of finally snaps, that's going to be a real highlight for Willow. I think Willow has the ability to, like Bailey did in NXT, to potentially really get over with the crowd with how happy and friendly she is. I think there's a with lot of potential. With the yeah, young and girl. she has a different look. Hard, hard demographic to reach. Yeah, and she she's a different look. She's a different look than a lot of the females do right now. Uh, and I, she cuts a good promo as well. So I look forward to what her future could be. Joel. And she got her ass kicked by Jade Cargill a few times. So that puts she you did. on the map. <laughs> uh, 
I, that was one of the names that came from ROH that first, the first show back was Willow and you, yeah. mm-hmm. you and me, Josh had talked about it. And it's just Our like classic this, WrestleMania week notice. There's always one. Yeah. And that was, it was her. And it was just like, this is such a perfect baby face that you can run with. And you brought up perfectly her looks great. Like she has all those pieces that could just send her uh, sky, sky high. And beating there, Jade. That would be a good that, person to beat Jade. That would be a good person. Because mm-hmm. now, like Adam mentioned, she beat it twice, maybe third time's a charm. There's two people that stood out during that WrestleMania week, and she was one of the other. What was Speedball Mike Bailey? Those two had the best Mania weekend for being practically unknowns to really jumping their names. There's always one. That's WrestleMania weekend a few years ago is how Joel and I found Osprey and Ricochet for the first time when they had an Evolve show and really put in a showcase there. Um, shocker of the year, Joel. Oh, it's Vince stepping down. It's a narcissist being forced out of the company. He retired. What are you talking about? <laughs> he it's it's a it's a narcissist that loves lives, breathes, and sleeps professional wrestling, having to step down. And as it makes it even more shocking, especially the fact that he came out that first night of the allegations on SmackDown to open the show. Didn't say a whole lot, but the fact that he still had the balls to go out there and be like, oh, fuck it, this isn't going to hurt me. I've, I've, <laughs> I was stood worse, and now he's he's trying to find, he potentially is trying to find an angle back into his company. It'd be pretty easy for him to come back, but the fact that he stepped down is just, I, I, I thought Vince was dying in the chair. Like that, yeah. it's and the crazy thing is, you had Cody in WWE, you had Austin wrestle a match, you had everything that happened with the brawl of Punk and the Elite. Yet, to me, the biggest thing is Vince not dying in that chair and stepping down. Uh, Martin, gee, Vince McMahon got ousted by a scandal. Who could see a scandal coming <laughs> with Vince McMahon? Mar! Yeah, it's Cody showing up, the man in WWE. That was the biggest shocker, him leaving AEW, where he was one of the guys who the foundation was built upon. He was a, you know, vice vice president, and and you thought he was going to be there for the rest of his life, and that was going to be his legacy, and he was building it to be that to be his legacy, building the Rhodes family legacy in a new way when he was doing that reacquiring all these trademarks and everything like that that was held by his father originally like that to me is far more shocking than the idea of Vince McMahon is ousted because of a scandal because I mean it's like a scandal taking him down seemed inevitable and it also seems inevitable for Trump and obviously hasn't happened but hey uh, yet it but it felt inevitable for this guy Senator uh Young Rock getting a season two um no it's not that bad no 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 i'm just messing with y'all uh the actually season three by the way oh even worse um the uh, no honestly i think the shocker of the year would be the bite (laughs) the bite is that what we're gonna call it no one's had a name yet the bite like nobody the every so even when you heard, when you saw the press conference, you heard about the altercation, all that stuff, everyone, everyone was like, wait, there's a bite mark? 
And then on top of that, you saw the the angle that they played out with the elite and the death triangle, where there was like, you know what I mean? Like oh, to I laughed me, so hard. Th- that was <laughs> that was the most shocking thing. It was not the altercation. It was literally somebody bit somebody. <laughs> we have not heard about that since Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear. Like so, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Adam, um, I, I already talked about maybe it was Mandy losing the NXT title, um, but I think I'm gonna go somewhere else and say that it's this Teddy Hart documentary mm-hmm. that there's a Teddy Hart documentary <laughs> in 2022 on <laughs> a major Not streaming service. Super shocking, like what Martin was saying about like no surprise that there's this crazy chaos around him, um, but. It's still wild, and he is just insane. He lives kayfabe, That's and nice. for better or for worse. Hell of a good pick because, I mean, if that was on, like, Tubi or something like that, I would have been like, yeah, I could see it coming. But Peacock? Yeah. <laughs> so we had Teddy Hart documentary? Like, yeah. There's, there's, like, there's mild WWE footage, and so WWE gets credit at the end. They, like, they signed off that. on it and gave the footage, which is crazy to me. Um, that yeah. they would do that, and that's probably why I think it's on Peacock. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. I've met him a handful of times. Like went to his Heart Legacy shows, his Next Generation Wrestling shows here. Like El Generico's last show on the Indies was a Teddy Hart show. Was it Triple A Canada at one point? The Heart was Legacy. What? Triple <laughs> A Canada at one point. Yeah, yeah. The he Heart Conan, Legacy. <laughs> he had Conan in Calgary. Brian Cage, the Young Bucks. Sammy Zayn, Elgin, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I met Elgin. I met Sammy years later and told him I saw that match live, and he said, "I still haven't got paid for it." (laughs) And Trent Beretta threw up on me (laughs) in the back. This is so awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, I got to share that story with people. I, I want, yeah, I want Teddy to get a get a comeback, and every time he almost does, I'm like. Like yes, but WrestleMania weekend 2019. It seemed like he was getting it because he had two MLW two MLW titles at the same time, and he blew it. Then he blew it, and then scandal, scandal. Then he maybe maybe disappeared a woman. Who knows? Uh, Mine. I'll be really quick. Mine is Austin returning to the ring. I there's a lot of people you know that you know we talk about wrestling fake retirements, and his was one. I was just like, I just will not believe it till he's in the ring. I just thought like he was good. He went out with the Rock stuff, and this is Stone Cold. He didn't need to be in the ring. He had proven everything he could, and just you know that you you see that documentary on WrestleMania that night, and it, and all the documentaries afterwards. It was just really scary that he almost died that night. Right. This isn't like you know. What happened with Edge or with Soraya where they had neck problems and they got out of the ring? Like this guy literally, you know, Kevin Nash probably almost saved his life just for being at the right place at the right time. Like this guy almost died uh, and he didn't need to be in that ring. And then the fact that he was in the ring and had a great match and uh, yeah. Uh, Rookie of the year. To me, when we didn't see when we didn't see him and Brock after that. Yeah. Heyman was on that podcast. I thought we'd never see him again. Yeah. Yeah, or the punk thing, the punk 2K uh, thing with JR. That's right, yeah. Um, Rookie of the year, to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, there's only two candidates that fit this this award. Uh, Joel. 
Uh, well, yeah, because I picked one of them very begrudgingly, and it's Logan Paul. Because yeah. I, I was going, I was like, can I? I Didn't pick? Logan Paul's first match happen the year before? Not this last WrestleMania. No, the one before he got that? stunned. No. He got stunned at WrestleMania. He got stunned. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, first, I was gonna... first match was Mania with, with the Miz helping him out, you know? Yeah. Good old Mysterious. Miz. And Logan Paul really carried the Miz, I gotta say. And uh, <laughs> uh, Mon, where are you going? Uh, Hook. Yeah, I mean, these, I, are the two. these are the two. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's Hook because more matches, more presence for over the course of the year. Um, not as good matches, but great crowd reactions um he hasn't had to put on a really good match that'll be the next test for him to put on a four-star match right it's just yeah. been squashes but the way he connects with the crowd i mean he was a top selling merch he was out selling he's out selling punk when punk had just come back mm-hmm. you know in merch that's impressive uh adam i i i, I like the hook choice i thought hook was last year no nope, he's this year it looks like his first match was last year in December, but well, it's still we'll rookie. Of the year. We're allowed. It's still we're rookie allowed. of the year. Um, uh, can I say Hook then too? Because I yeah, love Hook. I'm I was going to do Logan Paul. I was going to do Logan Paul. Again, Hook and Logan Paul are the like only Joel. ones I've I've seen. I mean, I um, was going to say maybe Willow. I'm going Logan, but Willow I was on the independent scene, kind of doing shows before. So mm-hmm. Logan Paul was Logan stuff. Paul was great. Um, he he surpassed all expectations and made me want to see him wrestle more. Like I was after that match at uh, Crown Jewel, I was like, I want to see a, a War Games match with like. And he had three matches, right? Is that correct? Over the yeah. course of the year, he had the ten. Yeah. He had had he two had more Mitz, matches, at, and he had Roman. Yeah. yeah. If he had had two more matches at that level, I think I would have given it to him. But only yeah. three matches just isn't enough for me. I think I think they would have given him or put him in that war games match if he hadn't gotten hurt. I think he was like potentially there. And I, I wanted think to they see were it. gonna have them against the Usos with Jake if that didn't happen. I think that could still happen to me. I keep him away from Cena. I want Austin Cena. It's all I want. Just give me Austin Cena. <laughs> uh Senator. Um, I'm gonna go with y'all and I'm gonna say hook. I was gonna choose somebody else, but I just looked it up, and it was September 2021 when they debuted. So who you, who are you thinking? Uh, I was actually gonna go Braun Breaker. Uh um, yeah, but mm. he started in September. See, I was gonna do Roxy Perez, but then I forgot she had the whole ROH thing. Yeah, that's why I was looking at Braun Breaker because he yeah. kind of just shifted over there. Like he did. Did Cora did start this year? Cora no, was, Cora didn't. Cora was last year. Yeah. yeah okay. So. Um, so because I can't choose him, I'm going to choose Hook because I just, like I said, I Hook connects with the crowd and has been there way more often. Uh, Mon Booker of the Year. Um, this is a tough category. This is a tough category. I'm still going to Gato from New Japan. Um, just because that guy has the least to work with. And still manages to put on a consistently entertaining. That's product. where I went, by the way, too. Another good G one. Yeah. yeah, like he just he manages. He's very creative with what he has to work with. And, Ungrateful and Bronson so, Reed. He he has so it's true. So many less resources than any other Booker who we would talk about. Yeah. So he's like he's look how he booked Jonah. 
Like the way yeah, that he booked Jonah, Jonah was awesome. The they had to make another star, and they booked Jonah to beat Okada. And the storytelling mm-hmm. was so well done. And then Bronson Reed's like, yeah, I'll one of my matches lackey. of the year. One yeah, of my matches too. of the year, Jonah versus Okada. Really good G1. And they're built up to the most exciting Wrestle Kingdom in years that we're going to have. I mean, this Wrestle Kingdom, I already have penciled in for 2024, a show of the year. <laughs> Osprey and Omega match of the year already. Yeah, right. Yeah. You got and it all set. And getting Mercedes Monet. Uh, Joel? Uh, yeah, it's Gato. Anyone that has to book the G1 just and do it well. And he didn't push evil as hard this year. So that's another Yay! one. That's another positive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, because uh, I, I looked at him, it's like, okay, the bookers that we all really know, we've got Vince for first half, we've got yeah. Hunter, and we have Shawn Tony, Michaels. And we have Shawn Michaels. And Brett, Gold, Brett, Gold, Gold, Fuckface from GCW. I thought. We uh, Gato's head <laughs> still heads and shoulders above everyone. I think uh, I'm still not sold on Hunter as a booker yet. I'm still I still think oh. there's some shortcomings. That's why I throw to Senator. Senator, are you sold on Hunter as the booker? Uh yeah, but okay. I'm not choosing him as my booker of the year. Yeah. Um, I was actually gonna go with y'all for Gato, but I'm gonna go. A little bit different now. I'm gonna go with Scott Demore. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it was a good impact. It was a good impact here from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. And I also think that when you're thinking about who has the less to work with, yeah, it's it's Scott Demore. So that's pro that's possibly true. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. They both have a lot of challenges that ha- that they have to deal with. Yeah, and they and if you think about it, they were supposed to have that partnership with um, AEW that was going on last year that and fell apart. That that fell apart. So literally, you you really have to just go with who you have. And I feel like for that, I gotta give him some credit. So I'm gonna go with Scott Demore. Adam, um, I'm gonna go with Hunter here, and solely for, I guess, kind of one reason. I'm kind of with Joel here. I think he's struggling a little bit now, yeah. but like right when he came in that post SummerSlam high of, of Hunter booking and like Vince is gone and you're yeah. like, let's see what he can do. And he kind of brought me back to watching. I was getting pretty tired with WWE and Vince's booking and being like, I can see what's going to happen for the next 10 years. Right. Yeah. Like it's just going to be Roman forever until Austin Theory dethrones him for some stupid reason. Yeah, versus Brock. Um, But then Hunter came in and really shook it up and brought some people back. And I I think I was really excited about that. Um, I'm not, I'm not like crazy about his maybe long term. I think he has some room to grow in it. But that that alone just brought me brought me into it. I've seen him book amazing when he was doing NXT. He did some amazing Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, The main roster, I see him. Those three RAWs are getting to him. Using yeah, three it's much easier to book an hour NXT every week than five hours of TV every week, you yeah. know. Yeah, and uh SmackDown he's, he's doing he's better. So overly reliant, so overly reliant on the on the come on the bringing people back. I need to yeah. see him have good angles outside of that for a long time. I am yeah, hoping that hold on him. Oh, so, sorry, Joel, you go. Uh I was just gonna ask, uh do you think it was easier to book where they were pre-taping NXT than having to do it live each week? Do you think it's easier mm. just everything booked all at once, film it, and then 
air it or is it easier to have it week by week what i I open i think there's advantages to both yeah advantages and disadvantages to both i don't think it's easier but i don't think it's harder i think that you have the advantage of being able to something didn't work do a pre-tape or something like that or do a backstage angle do some editing uh but if you're doing the live you have the reaction of the crowd week in week out and 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 just kind of build the momentum so yeah i mean i think it i I don't think one is an advantage over the other and i just want to is uh so to answer your question and to add on to what i was about to say earlier was i think that with the pre-booked one of the things that also helped was that the news it would just nothing but spoilers so you'd always want to pay attention to see what's about to happen because it was already spoiled but the addition of William Regal being a VP, whether that's in talent relations or all that type of stuff, because that's where you saw the prime of NXT was when it was Triple H and William Regal. And now that he's getting William Regal back, you might be able to see some changes because I think William Regal is a guy that he trusts to the fullest. And he'll be like, okay, maybe we should try to make these type of changes or this type of, these talents are the talents that we're going to, that you should kind of put more focus on rather than trying to just sign all the people that you lost, right? So I feel like 2023 with William Regal as an addition to that will help Triple H. That's a good point, yeah. Great point. Um, Moment of the year, Martin. Moment of the year was Austin's return. That's mine too. Yeah, that's mine too. Yeah, Yeah. Austin's, the moment Austin came out and you're like, it's actually because until the moment it happened that, you know, until the moment he came out, because they weren't technically advertising a match and you weren't sure. No, the no. second the bell no. rang and I was like, like oh, they're not the just rolling. It's a match. Like that was magic. What? Uh, Adam? Um, I got Hell in a Cell. Cody taking off that robe mm, and showing yeah. off that torn peck. That's a good one. And then having a pretty solid match with that injury. Meltzer that gave a five stars. Moment. Yep. Sorry, first WWE five, five star stars? match. I did, yeah. think, but Meltzer gave it five stars. First uh-huh. Meltzer five stars since Punk and Cena Money in the Bank. Yeah, for main yeah, roster. Right. Yeah, that was a moment. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it also destroyed a lot. Because you were like, literally cody was had this rocket strapped and it was like you could see this booking and you're like he's back they're pushing him it's it's exactly what everybody wanted from a cody return and then it's like done and i'm looking for i'm looking at it real closely going that's a hell of a makeup job everybody stay on yeah then yeah you know and then dave milser actually on twitter said in case you're wondering that is what that injury actually looks like it's legit for that bicep injury. I think everyone's like, yep, this is what it looks like. Shit. Uh, yeah. Senator, where are you going? Man, Adam stole my own because I was going to go hell in the cell with Cody Rhodes nice. because I think not even just the fact of everybody looking at it was he couldn't lift his arm during what, when he was doing his entrance. And then when you saw the reveal, you were like, because remember, they, they were thinking that they were going to cancel the match. Yeah. They thought all this like the news stories about that was like who's Seth gonna face at this time 
And he went in there, and I thought I think the match was like thirty minutes long. It was. And yeah. he went and, through a table. Yeah, like he a sledgehammer so, do it. And then they, and then after that, there was a bunch of doctors, re, doctors that don't react to wrestling yeah. videos who were going in there to explain, like, yeah, like this is what could happen, like medically. You're, it was just like, <laughs> it was just one of the, one of those ones. So I'm gonna go with Cody Rhodes, Hell in the Cell, match of the year, Joel. Oh man. Uh, so I went back and forth. There are probably about four matches. Will and Okada, uh, Will and um, Orange Cassidy. But the two matches that stood out the most that I was like, I just don't know where I'm going to land on. And I'm, I'm right now in this moment, I'm landing on FTR versus the Briscoes 3, the dog collar match. I thought it was brutal physically. Just they they bled, they fought. And for a match, like the, if they had TV time, if Warner would allow the Briscoes on TV and let there be build between these trilogy of matches, and I think this would have been viewed of the year, but just to get to the match and have you so invested within that match with really limited build, I thought uh, they just knocked it out of the park. And yeah, it was a coin toss between one or one or three, but I'm gonna go with three because just a tag team dog collar match, the visual was great. It just it worked perfectly, so that's where I'm going. Mon, there's so many great matches this year. This is really mm-hmm. tough. Like it's the it's the toughest it's been in years. Like this quality of matches, you know. There was some great like the Street Profits versus the Usos was incredible, and mm-hmm. you know, and Aussie Open versus the Elite G1. Pardon me, Aussie Open versus the Elite. That was awesome. Uh, you know. Um, Sammy Guevara versus Brian Danielson this two out of three yeah. was phenomenal. Bandito Jericho, uh, Yuta Danielson, Bandito, or uh, Jericho Moxley, like just so many great ones. But that trilogy, that was awesome. For me, my favorite one, as much as I love the first match and as much as the dog collar was great, for me, the second match, because I am, I don't know if you know this, but I'm the oldest in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that before. You yeah. have. veteran. And <laughs> somebody said it. Uh, it is like the storytelling and psychology that it used in that, uh, you know, best two out of three falls storytelling was very similar to what you would see back in a Midnight Express match all those years ago or a heart foundation match, that type of slower build towards a long story. I mean, the match went like 50 something minutes and, you know, uh, the, the, the psychology behind it to me was the best I've seen in years. It's not, usually it's like, like there's good, I'm not saying there's not psychology in a, in a match with the elite, but you're overshadowed by the spectacular moves. This, the, the psychology overshadowed everything else. Uh, I was blown away by it. Nice. Uh, Adam, are you going to stay in this FTR Briscoe deal? Um, really good, really good matches, but no, I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm going to go with one of the other ones Joel mentioned, and it's Orange Cassidy, Osprey. Osprey's a guy that I don't get to see a lot of normally because I don't watch a lot of NJPW mostly highlights is what I see from Osprey and it's like yeah he's, he's athletic he's cool um 
and I love Orange Cassidy, and that match was fantastic. It definitely, like, I think for me, like, I know Orange Cassidy can go, um, but for a lot of people, it's like, oh, they were very surprised by it, I think, and that was really cool Did you um, see, to see, um, and they, they put on a hell of a show. Did you see Moxley and uh, and and Will Osprey from the New Japan pay-per-view in, I think it was March? Yes. Something like that? No. They had, oh my God, they had a hell of a match. Bad finish. Uh, hell of, what's that? It was a bad finish, but it was a hell of a match. Mm. Bad finish, curious finish, even more than bad, curious. But my God, what a match. Yeah. So Excellent. check that one out. Find mm-hmm. that one, track it down. Senator, I respect all y'all choices because they are, this has been a really good year for matches. Um, I was about to choose Wheeler Yuda versus Daniel Garcia mm. for the, um, but I am gonna have to go with Seamus and Gunther. Oh, so good. So mm-hmm. good. So good. Banger after banger. Yeah. It's it's like the FTR Briscoes. They were they were quality matches, and like I said, like y'all chose them already, so I had to show some love for some other people. But I think Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia put on a hell of a wrestling wrestling match. Are you talking the one where they main evented Dynamite? I was talking about the ROH, the one on the ROH pay per view where um, Daniel Garcia won the belt. Yeah. That was that to me. I was like, that was up there, but yeah, Clash of the Castle, Seamus Gunther. That was you couldn't stop watching that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to echo what Senator said, a lot of you guys killed it with your picks. It was a really good Ishi year. Okada, Jericho, that's another great one. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Okada and Will. Ah, man, that was so good. Uh, Ricochet and Gunther just had a match on SmackDown that was unbelievable uh you mentioned Seamus and Gunther which was good Roman and Brock which I was sports entertained for that last one was just super entertaining Becky and Belair I was holding on strong to that I love that match I've watched it back so many times but to me my favorite match of the year is Anarchy in the Arena which was just unbelievable and somewhere on this list I had to talk about that visual of Eddie Kingston with that gasoline can and the blood coming down it and then wild thing playing in the background it's a plunder match that had no business being a five-star match and it was a five-star match in every sense of the way uh and just the buildup of everything that that had gone on this year between um those two factions and that that maybe should have been the conclusion i think they where they they started breeding it out too much even doing blood and guts maybe they shouldn't even done that that seemed that should have been the pinnacle was anarchy in the arena because everything about it beat for beat was so well done. Yeah. And especially with the injury early on in the match yeah. and with Claudio getting the victory and just seeing the face on Eddie on yeah. the, at the, at the top. That's of the cage, blood and guts. That, mm-hmm. Oh, that's blood and guts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was actually up, up there for me too. That yep. might have been top five just because of that. Best tag team of the year, Adam. Well, we all know FTR is a pretty good tag team. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> that's mine. That's mine. I'm, I'm going to go 
her around um, that were from earlier in the year. And it's RK Bro. We're so good this year as like a fresh wow. tag team, like two guys out. thrown together that had no business being together really. Um, but there was, there was so much fun to watch together and we never got the blow off really from that. Unfortunately. Um, I don't even know what's happening with Riddle anymore. He's dating but adult neither of them. Yeah. He's in rehab. I thought I saw something yeah. like that. Um, something yeah, like so, that. so neither of them, Neither of them are really around anymore, but they had one hell of like the first four or five months of the year. Okay, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I'm going FTR. Uh, I'm sure you guys will echo it, Joel. Yeah, it's FTR. I mean, you you look at the matches they had as a tag team. Every like how many titles they had. They had a match with the Bucks that was great. They had a match with Briscoes that were great. Like these guys just work their their asses off they had multiple really great matches they just uh it's weird not picking the bucks i'm so used to picking the bucks here but the bucks just weren't in that spot i think next year probably hopefully be back there but uh, this year is definitely ftr's year Martin, much love to the usos like they really in a lot of ways man put the company wwe on their back they're on both shows Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they're the act that's on both shows that, like I say, in a lot of ways, in in a, you know, major main event role, a lot of ways the company's on their back. And I, I, I really great respect for what they did this year. But FTR is what professional wrestling is supposed to be. The matches, the psychology, the, when they work as singles, they have that great match against each other. Mm-hmm. So many terrific matches, so many titles won, and some great promos, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, fight like a little girl, one of the best of the year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is FTR, Senator. I think bad booking stopped uh, swerving your and swerving our glory from mm-hmm. taking it. So, I am gonna go with um, FTR on this one. I do agree with everything that Morgan said, and I also look at what the Uso has to do, but match wise, I have to give it to FTR. No um, claim, you know. Love. Swerving our glory, bad booking, but also uh, just the fact that the crowd hated Swerve. <laughs> you know, kind of forced that team to. Yeah, yeah, but I also when I look at that team, I'm like, you had when they were looking kind of like a like babyface. Then they tried to do the heel turn for Swerve. Then it didn't happen. Then they kept them together. And then they, like, they extended things a little bit too long. Like it just, that's what got the messy. bad booking was like, it was evident for at least two months just watching. Yeah. I almost put them as worst tag team just because of that. Cause it was like, they kept, they like teased splitting them too early and then they didn't. Yeah. And then they just like, keep this thing going. Yeah, like, they won the belt. Band. They won the belt after yeah. they teased the breakup. It was yeah. Like, it's like, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I'm with you. Uh, next up, we come to best female of the year. Adam, who, I wonder who you're going to pick. It's your girl, Miss Jade Cargill. <laughs> she is everything. She's everything. She's, she's surpassed Britt Baker, I think, for me, as, as the top female star in uh, AEW. Yeah. Um, I just, I want to see where she goes next. Like, there's no ceiling on her, honestly. If she wants to keep doing this. How old is she? She's pretty young. I don't know. That's a good question. 
And I don't know if you guys ever saw her Breakfast Club interview. No, she's um, thirty. So, so okay. she did a break. She did a Breakfast Club interview. Her husband is a retired baseball player, and she literally said. I don't do this for money. Like we have money. We are good. Like I do this because of the passion that I have for it. You're to Brandon Phillips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? And, and you can her, see that. You can totally see that. Yeah. And for her. And when I watched the breakfast club interview with her, I was like, this is, this was, I gained a lot more respect for her because even when it came to like keeping kayfabe alive with the mm. Bow Wow situation, like this was before that the backstage at Bow Wow show thing, she was like, I don't know who that is. Who is that? Like the guy from, <laughs> Great. The guy, the guy Great. from like 12 years ago? Like, yeah, I, I heard his music once. Like, I don't know he's not, Bow Wow, but I know Lil Bow Wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I respected it because that's like a hip hop radio station. And to go back there to to promote was was a big thing. So, Senator, where you She's a go? star. No question. She is a star. She's our presence, like very few of. Um, I was gonna go with Jade at first, but I think sometimes with the long booking, with like her matches, that's when it kind of falls off for me. For mm-hmm. her, um, she should have been keeping like a Goldberg run of just go in there for like two minutes Smash. and just like yeah, like the WCW Goldberg run. Mm-hmm. Um, for me. I'm going to go with Jamie Hader. I like it. I'm, okay. I'm going to go with Jamie Hader. I think that she has so much star potential to her. I, I hated the fact that they kept that interim title thing for so long. And then when she finally wanted it, they were like, we're going to drop the interim part. And, you know, like it kind of took away from Tony Storm's run. Like it just, it was just one of those ones, but I do think I do see potential in Jamie Hader. So. I like that pick. That match uh, at full gear was totally won me over on her. Like it, I, I was not expecting anything from that match, really. And she, um, she stole it. The match between her and Sheeta was mm-hmm. so good. Lights out. That was spectacular. Mun? Yeah, Bianca for me is, she's the MVP of Raw in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if the Usos she's are the literally MVP, on her own. Yeah, she's literally on her own. <laughs> she's she literally exists. on her own carrying yeah. that division in midway yeah. carrying that show. Like if if the Usos are the MVP of the company for 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 how much they're working on both shows, she is the MVP of Raw in that she has become in many ways the person that you associate with that show, the face of it. Uh, you know, um, due respect to the other performers there, but I think Bianca. And she had good matches. She gets great crowd reactions. And she makes her is... own outfits. Yeah. <laughs> and her husband's. And, uh, and Dawkins. Yeah. She makes it Street Profits and her own outfits. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, I think she's terrific. She's, I was not as big a fan of her, say, three years ago. But yeah. uh, she's really, you know, won me over. Uh, I'm going to go with Bianca as well. Echoing a lot yeah. of things Martin said. I, uh, Hope that I can pencil in Mrs. Uh, Monet next year, that my girl will be back to the top of things next year. And uh, now, Joel, the floor is yours for these next two and, and an award. Oh, oh, I, oh, I, I picked Bianca. So. And who else, since you like to pick two? No. 
There's only the one. Uh, Bel Air, uh, best male. I guess that's where we are next. Or are we going with biggest story? Well, do you want to do the heart trophy before best male? Uh, no, we'll do heart trophy at the end. We'll do heart at, trophy. At, after best story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go, go ahead for best male then. So best male, my pick is the guy that ended uh, 2021 in rehab, came back when they lost Cody Rhodes, and every step of the way this year, he has had to be thrown in situations where he's had to basically play, I'm going to fix this. I'm your guy that you will throw in. I never thought this guy was going to be the ace of AEW, but he is. And multiple times he's had to either cut a promo that you need him to cut. You need him to wrestle in this match and you need it to be a good match. Uh, and, and he was the guy you leaned on when everything fell apart with the uh, the brawl out. And, and you lost four four of your big biggest stars of the company the returning kenny the bucks and cm punk he's the guy that has held this company together and this is the first year that he's been sober like that and i i thought about that a lot where this is a guy that was he did not look good at the end of it at the end of 2021 he looked very like you saw his face looked a little bloated he seemed a little bit bigger he didn't seem like he was moxley that when you first came into aw and now you're seeing moxley healthy clean ready to go the run that he went on for matches was incredible like when you look at there's a graphic of everything that he did this year every major match that he wrestled for either gcw uh aw new japan what's he he did it all he covered every aspect of professional wrestling that you could want a professional to cover. And he he handled himself with grace when everything fell apart. And AEW took a massive hit after All Out. And he'd just lost the title and he was supposed to go on vacation and start fishing. And he had to be flung <laughs> right back in there and be the guy. And he was. And I like, I, I, there's no one else, there's no other professional wrestler this year that has had to put put up with the stuff that he has. And he has done it as a professional. He's had great matches. He's had great promos. You look at how he handled the hangman situation. Like to me, it's John Moxley. And that's been John Moxley. I've been beating the John Moxley drum for about six months. So he he finished strong. Adam, tell us why it's Jeff Jarrett of the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a tie. It's Jeff Jarrett and the Miz. Um, okay. No, uh, this is actually where um, I didn't pick F FTR for tag team, but I think Dax Harwood is the best male this year. I'm glad somebody with did. all the tag stuff, all the tag stuff, and then he had some amazing single matches that Martin said, um, like in that qualifying tournament, um, the Owen Hart stuff, then match against Cash. Um, and match then with the Danielson. fight like a girl, yeah. Match yeah. with Danielson, the fight like a girl stuff. Um, and then most recently, his podcast that just came out, trying to like smooth over this punk situation. He's like doing everything, like he's he's just that. And uh, I saw they just gave up the the triple A belts last night. I think to NXT so I don't know what's next. Dragon Lee. I don't know what's next. 
for for DAX and FTR, but they lost all their titles when we thought they were going to be carrying uh, AEW gold too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, DAX is the guy this year. About to lose those Japan ones too. Um, oh yeah, they still have those, right? Yeah, yeah they still have the oh yeah the fourth. Um, I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns. Wow, I like okay. what everything y'all said. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns because one, I think I realized that Morgan said earlier that he didn't like the fact that he starts taking days off, but it makes when he shows up more impactful. It show it makes the matches because of he's only doing a certain amount of matches. Every match feels like a big match. Um, even with the Logan Paul match, we knew Logan Paul wasn't going to win, but there was so much stuff that happened in that match where you were so like entertained by it. I, when I was looking at my top 10, I actually was going to, I told Josh this earlier, I was going to put Dax Harwood solo as like number two, but then I ended up having, choosing FTR altogether. But Roman Reigns was my number one wrestler when it comes to it. So I'm just going to stick with that, with Roman Reigns. And I also remember just like how cool he looked when he, uh, when Austin Theory tried to, when they did that who's your promo daddy? with, though, who's your daddy promo. Yeah. But then also after when they were leaving and then he went back to Austin Theory and was like, don't forget this. And he gave him back the money in the bank there. Mm-hmm. Like you, as a, as a champion, usually they try to do everything to avoid it. He was like, no, nah, if you come make sure you bring this with you. Like, don't leave this, right? Like, he just he's just been super cool to me all year, so I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. Come I can't give it to a guy who only wrestles part time. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Part I told you, I knew you were going to hate wrestler. I knew you were going to hate that. But Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, he's not in my top 10. Uh, <laughs> personally, That's the, this he is was we get 11 or 12. Over. What's that? That's why the, this is why it's great because we get different voices all over here. Yeah, I mean, this is this is true. I mean, he's part time, so I, I can't give him that kind of level of respect. I mean, part of it is for me. I look at the guys who had a ton of matches this year, and I agree without any question. The MVP. Uh, we talk about the MVP of Raw, the MVP of of WWE. MVP of wrestling overall is John Moxley. What he did, Kerry, Joel laid it out. But when you're talking the best guy as far as promo and in ring, it was Moxley for the first half of the year. But the second half of the year, another guy who was having great matches in the first half of the year had better matches than Moxley by a fair bit, I think, in the second half of the year. Is Chris Jericho. Like That's mine! I, I mentioned his <laughs> I mentioned his, his, his Ishii and Bandito and you know, his match with Moxley and just a match with Eddie Kingston and just Brian. I just can low I can I can do a top 10 five-star matches from Jericho this year. This is the best he's and he's always great at reinventing himself and the promos and and everything. And like this is a, but at his age, he had his best in-ring year ever. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I got I gotta go with him. That's that's kind of I I echo a lot of that too, Mon. I look at the overall package, everything. Jericho just killed it in and out. He he was a wizard this year. 
Yeah. As you can see, for those that aren't following, that Adam has the wizard shirt on. Uh, he just did everything. He was in some of the biggest matches we've seen. Like you mentioned, the Ishii one, the whole ROH championship match. I mean, for the we're not going to talk about it because I don't know how it's going to go in. For the rest of the, the of wrestling time, because these things stay, when we have a count and we get to eight, they're going to say Ocho. That's uh, so awesome. He, he normally gets most things over. I would get to worst of. There might be something I talk about that he didn't get over for a catchphrase potentially. Um, but he got everything more or less over. He changed groups, went to the JSA. Anything he kind of got himself into, he just – and now he's about to have a few with Ricky Starks. The action Andrade thing you'd even talk about there, Mon, which that oh, should have so been a amazing. contender for angle of the year because I we, we've seen it done here and there through wrestling throughout the year. Everyone tried to cat the electricity that happened with Razor and one two three kid and that was the first time – probably since the Razor 1-2-3 kid, that you actually felt that maybe someone's going to be made except for his job or name. He's got to change that name. That name is terrible. It's not as bad as Big Bill, but it's bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I you got Jericho you as know, well. You just don't like it when guys start with the first and last names with the same letter. Who did, who, who did that for... There was somebody that did that for Jericho. And I feel like that's... It was Razor. Razor. So yeah. I feel like that was just him paying it forward because... Yeah somebody did that for him like hey, there's yo. a few people there's a few people that that are old-time wrestlers and old-time wrestling fans that realize that that make that makes a moment finally on the best of side we have story biggest story of the year like i talked about this this year was crazy so i'm not going to blame anyone for, to me it's Vince McMahon stepping down this guy when you talk about wrestling, he's in that pantheon of the Hogan's, the Undertaker's, Cena. Like he is a name that comes on. Not to mention, you go back in the path of him being on Letterman when he was uh, in, integrated with NBC back in the day and doing all this stuff. He did with Letterman, having the the, the connection with Costas, having bringing Saturday night main events and being a main part of the sports scene in North America at that time, being integrated in that way of making the gamble in WrestleMania. And now we go this side to that all being taken away and being totally scrubbed out from him being a total scumbag, not a shocker as Martin so perfectly alluded to earlier, but I, I remember it's one of those things you remember exactly where you were, what happened at that exact amount of time. And I was outside of Craveburger on 17th Ave in Calgary, looking at my phone, waiting for an Uber. And I almost dropped my phone because I'm like, this is fake. This is unreal. I I was on overnights and I had like a dozen missed calls, <laughs> mostly from Josh, a dozen text messages. And it's like trying to focus my eyes. I'm like, what's no, 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 no. There's no way he's he's dying in the chair. There's no fathomable way that guy is going to walk away. And he apparently got bad advice. Yeah, is that your stutel? <laughs> is that your stutel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mon, where are you going? Well, I'm going with the same. I mean, that is the yeah. biggest story of the year. And we're yeah. talking about a guy. This guy, when you say WWE, people might think of Hulk Hogan or, or you know, Stone Cold or The Rock. Or, a lot of people would think of Vince McMahon. When, they, when you say professional wrestling, even mm -hmm. though he, when you say sports entertainment, maybe even. But when you say professional wrestling, despite his not liking it, 
that's the first name that would come to mind for a, a large percentage of people. He is the industry. I mean, they pushed it all the time that the narrative that uh, he took them out of the smoky bingo halls and put oh, them in major okay. arenas. Now, that's crap. We know that's <laughs> crap, but they pushed that narrative so much that people think of it and they associate WWE and the success of wrestling, wrestling being big time with this man because that's the narrative they pushed and because the winner gets to rewrite history. So he's, it's huge, the fact that he's gone. It's the biggest, I mean, forming AEW is big and everything, but it's probably the biggest story since, you know, I hate to mention it, but the terrible incident that happened many years ago, but I won't mention it. Maybe we'll say it's the biggest story since WCW died. Yeah. It's changed uh, lots. Adam? Yeah, same. Um, I don't need to say a lot. I, I not only thought he was going to die in the chair, but I thought I was going to die before he died in the chair. <laughs> well, look how old his fucking mother um, is. His mother is still so, alive. Exactly. Exactly. So his I'm grandmother just died time. this year, by the way. His grandmother <laughs> died this year. That's crazy. Of course, he yeah. is a hillbilly. So, I mean, I imagine yeah. she was what, eight when she had him? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story, hands down. Then are you sweeping it? Uh, no. Oh. But the only reason why I'm not is because everybody said that and there was such so, so in other words, you stories. are. So that big stories that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm actually going to go with something that I think that helped AEW this year. And that was hiring the former vice president of global television for WWE to mm. AEW to help with that, that, help with TV one. production yeah. and everything like that. And I feel like um I I'm a wrestling fan. I don't really care if it's AEW, New Japan, TNA, like I just watch wrestling. But I did manage to, since that hiring, I've ended up watching AEW a lot more because I've felt like you've noticed since a difference. I've noticed a difference especially since when Cody left AEW, it felt like some of the booking was just scattered for a bit. I feel like yeah. Cody kind of helped Tony Khan with like, okay, let's focus on what we need to do, right? And that's when I started to fall off of AEW. And now I'm even more watching WWE, I mean, AEW a lot more since that hiring has happened because I've noticed a difference. So that's okay. going to be my choice uh what you mentions. really meant to say though was vince mcmahon yeah <laughs> oh what i really meant to say was vince mcmahon but i'm not going to give you all a clean sweep so <laughs> honorable mention to uh the the, the all-out brawl uh sasha naomi walking roh getting purchased a lot of things we talked about joel first off is still to come yes joel the heart trophy all right so we got i don't remember how many votes 20 explain what it is first you have to so, feel people in so this year and we'll very likely do this again next year is the it was the heart first trip. annual uh yeah, and next this year we're is, gonna have the Nia Jax award I'm really excited for it we <laughs> probably won't because this one was a lot of work so I'm not adding more more work uh anywho 
2022 Hart Trophy is very much taken from hockey with their own Hart Trophy, which is when people vote on the MVP for their respective teams. And you, what we did was I basically put it out a call, as did Josh and Morton, is submit your top 10 list. And first place, we get 10 points, and then it would just stagger down the point totals. And you got to pick who you thought was the best wrestler this year. And you can pick tag teams, or you could pick an individual person from that tag team. You couldn't have both, but you could have either FTR or Dash. You couldn't have both on there. And I, we basically put it out to people. We got several votes. I have compiled, after much work, compiled our top 10. Uh, Morton has seen it. Morton knows. So Josh, Adam, and Senator, who, who do you think is number one? Just based, just a shot in the dark. Well, I saw a lot Roman of the votes. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. So I'm guessing it's either going to be Mox, Osprey, or Mandy Rose, because there was a shit ton of Mandy Rose votes. <laughs> there was a ton of Mandy Rose. I'd say Roman. Uh, you're going to say Roman? Okay. Senator? I'm going to go FTR. FTR. Okay. So uh, one of you is right. But I'm not going to reveal it quite yet. Not you, Adam. I'm sorry. Ah. Um, <laughs> but so what I was going to do. I didn't vote for him. I'm just saying. Bunny maybe on. if I did. Maybe if I did. Uh, I was going to I was gonna get everyone to read their top 10. But I figure to save time, I'm going to get everyone to reveal who their first overall pick was. So, Josh, who was yours? Jericho. Martin? Jericho. Who was yours, Adam? Jade Cargill, number one. Senator, who is yours? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. And those were all, uh, Jade was the very rare one for <laughs> getting voted first. So I give, I give you credit there. Uh, there was a lot of interesting ones. Uh, we saw Mandy Rose pop up a lot. We saw Chris Jericho. We saw Stone Cold. Stone Cold made a very big push. And I think it just speaks to what Austin meant as a professional wrestler. To have one match and to draw people and be like, yeah, I'll get Austin one. He wrestled a match. This is great. But the, the top three, I thought, were very interesting. And seeing all the votes were really interesting to, be, to get, kind of get a gauge. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you your top five. At number five was Bianca Belair with 58 points. Number four was Chris Jericho with 66. Jericho was really high up there for a long time in the voting. And then he started trailing off and started missing some votes. And he wasn't showing up on people's ballots as much. So he dropped. Uh, a person that shot up the list at the third was Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He had a very, I found he had a very, there were gaps in his year yet people still grabbed on to Max, and he had uh, a few first-place uh, first votes. Uh, he actually had uh, three. He had three first-place votes, so enough that he did draw people in. Number two was Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns had uh, three first-place votes, and he, had, he showed up the most of the top three in the balance at 17 votes. So whatever Roman was doing this year definitely grabbed people's attention. And number one oh was God. John Moxley. 
Okay, so Mandy didn't finish in the top. No, Mandy. <laughs> was... He was at six. Mandy oh was my... at six. But John Moxley got the most first place votes. Uh, he was second to Roman in the top three. He showed up 14 times on the ballot and he had gained enough. But Mandy had a big push. Will Ospreay was at seven. Uh, and Os- uh, Mo Jabari, who's a local wrestler here, uh, tied with Seth at 38. Uh, but Moxley beat Roman by three points. Wow. That's how close it was Jeez. between Moxley and Roman. It was that's three. a good list. Yeah, good and list. I I thought the well, top for Roman Reigns. <laughs> I uh, I it it like going through it. It was really fascinating because you'd see guys on there and be like, you started to see Ricky started to kind of come on towards the end. And I think that speaks Mm. to the December that he had, you saw Dax get some votes, but I think the thing that hurt Dax was the FTR Dax split. You couldn't vote both, which I liked because I didn't want a list of your number one wrestler being Dax. And then your number two being FTR. I wanted. But if you added them up, just out of curiosity. So if I added it up, so FTR got 46 uh, vote, uh, 46 points, and Dax Hardwood. I it's a very long list of wrestlers I have here. There were yeah, a lot. Give me of the whole it. list. Give me the whole list, Joel. No, oh. fuck that. There <laughs> okay, is who, no who, way. Who were the cringiest for you? Who who were you like? What the fuck? Um, I think Rob Kerr being put at the one spot was very <laughs> bizarre. It was very, very bizarre. But I mean, like wrestling subjective. So when some, uh, someone had Dax at one, I was like, that makes sense. Someone had John Moxley at one. Someone had Mandy Rose at one. And all of it makes sense because wrestling is entertainment and it is subjective. So different people can grab onto different things. So it was, it was really interesting. Uh, so if we combine the, the two, uh, Dax had 13 and FTR had 46. So that would have shot them up to 56. So that would have put them, that would have shot them up way higher. That They would have been tied with Bianca at the five spot. Wow. So that's just, it was, it was really interesting. Orange Cassidy didn't get a lot of votes this year. And when the I saw- Bella's got more than him, didn't they? Yeah, Bella's got more than him. Like there were, there were it was really interesting. But the one name that got more votes than I thought was Kenny Omega. I was very surprised that Kenny got any votes. That December push, I think, helped. Yeah, I think that and just recency bias probably really helped. But it was it was a neck and neck finish for that first spot. So it this year's 2022 Hart Trophy winner is John Moxley. No, no, no. This year's your wrestling podcast Hart <laughs> Trophy winner is John Moxley. I like that, but <laughs> very well, well done. We'll make sure to pay you. So there is your best of for your wrestling podcast. Thank you to Joel, Martin, Adam, and Senator for being part of the best. And uh, you know what it means. Free nice tea out. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> Time for the worst <laughs> in part two of your wrestling podcast. So then-